This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be nation. Welcome back to another edition of Mickey Matt Rushmore here on the Pop Experience. I am your host slash moderator, Steve Riddle. Today is going to be a spooky episode because it is, of course, October, meaning it is the month of Halloween. And we got some fun and frivolity planned up for this episode. And joining me, I have two uh, great gentlemen on, one making his debut and one making a return. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in the debut first. He is uh, one of my good friends uh, making his podcast debut. It is Mr. Eric Eels. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, Steve. I'm glad to be on here. Um, and uh, quite challenging, actually. The this, uh, the topic at hand, I thought this was going to be easy, but uh, was not when I actually made the list. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Sometimes you go go into these things, uh, you think you got everything set, settled, but then when you kind of dig deeper, you realize it's not a it's you know a little bit more challenging. But hey, that's what makes this uh, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also joining us, he of course made his uh, debut on the show um, last month, and he is back again for another go around. You can usually find him over on the great podcast uh, Greenies from Allentown. It is Mr. Keith Langston. Keith, how are you, sir? Oh, I am doing just wonderful, uh, Steve. I couldn't wait to get back. I was like dying as soon as you had said this was going to be the episode theme. I was like, oh, please, can I please be on two in a row? And you went, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm very <laughs> excited to be back. Thank you. Of course. It's not, not the first time that people you know, that people have been on uh, two episodes in a row. I've done that myself before I became the host. So <laughs> I know how that feels. Yeah, and I'm excited to be on here with Eric. Eric's uh, Eric's like a fellow New Englander, and I always feel like I'm gonna. I always feel like whenever I hear he's coming down to the Boston area, I want to invite him over for dinner, or at least have him come and hang out. You know, we'll go catch, we'll catch a Bruins game or a Red Sox game or uh, something of that nature. So, you know, Eric, you need to hit me up more often when you're down here. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I should. Um, the la- the last time I was down there, I was. I was coming back from the Nashville trip for SummerSlam, and my body was just kind of wrecked. So <laughs> I wouldn't have been fun company as it was. So, but I'm looking to make. I'll a be the judge of that. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to get down there before Christmas, so I will keep nice. you in the loop. Nice. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go look at all the pretty lights in Saugus and all those other places. Sure. <laughs> well, but as I look outside, I enjoy this nice dreary Monday rain. <laughs> I'm sure Steve knows nothing about. Right. <laughs> no, I've I've had my my share of uh rain here. See see over here we get um monsoons during the summer. So <laughs> ah. there could be times where it's like, you know, we get a little bit, but then there'll be times where uh you know the streets will be flooded. So Yeah, there's a monsoon <laughs> in your There's a monsoon in your lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're off to a good start already. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also uh, jo- uh, wanting to join us this evening. Um, a little hard for um, for her to do so considering she's halfway around the world. But my uh, my good friend and co-host on Pop Goes the Classics, Miranda Berthold, uh, sent in a list as well. So I'm going to be reading off of hers um, as we do this. And as I said, of course, it is um, the month of Halloween. So I thought we want I want to do something uh, Halloween centric. So today we are going to be discussing Halloween TV specials. Uh, these are basically uh, those specials that we that air only around um, Halloween time. 
um, or it could be uh, episodes of some of our favorite TV shows uh, that do a Halloween theme to them. So uh, we've got a lot of great uh, choices here that everyone has and a lot of great discussion we're about to do. So we're going to go ahead and start off with Eric. Uh, give us the first entry on your Mount Rushmore of Halloween TV specials. Uh, yes, my first entry. Oh, jeez. Um, sorry. Pulled the list back up. It's been a long day. So. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. My apologies. Um, th- like I said, th- this was the list that was harder to do. Like, than when you just suggested, I'm like, oh, it's easy. I'll just pop- knock off stuff like from memory that I really like. I'm like, nope, that was not going to be easy. Um, and my first one of just TV specials is here's the thing: they're all they're all from episodes of TV shows. Like, I couldn't even try and list a good special like they can make the top cut, but definitely uh, number one with bullet is the Adventures of Pete and Pete, and that's Halloweeny. From season two. If you've uh, never seen the ML 90s Nickelodeon classic series, um, no, it's a, uh, it's a perfect escalation of like the fun Halloween season, uh, especially since they film on the East Coast in New Jersey, and also just a great story of adolescence um, because the, the Pete's, the brothers, are very close, but they're also separated by four years, which if, for adolescents, like could be quite the chasm like one brother's like 10 the other's 14 and certainly maybe if the older brother should be going trick-or-treating anymore <laughs> so it's a good time that was a great show pete and pete I, it's it's a that was a that was one of those weird nickelodeon shows too that you know was just always it, it was kind of like it flew under the radar for years but yeah the halloween episode's a great episode it's fantastic. Have you seen yeah. Steve? I I have to be honest. I have I didn't watch a lot of uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete when I was growing up in the '90s. Um, I may have caught like an episode here and there. Um, this is one that kind of slipped under my uh, my radar, so I haven't had a chance to see it. But from what I'm you know seeing about it, you know, I'm re- kind of just reading up the um, like the synopsis of it about how uh, Big Pete loses his spirit and it seems you know appears that he's got like this gang after him. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it probably uh, has uh, hijinks abound. So uh, which makes for uh, for a very good episode, especially for a holiday episode. Um, so uh, Keith, did you have anything else to add about that episode? Uh, not that episode in particular, but I believe if I remember correctly, didn't like Little Pete have like a tattoo of a uh, woman in a dress or something yes, on his arm, which I always thought. Yeah, which I always thought was hilarious that, like, it, it, for something that took place back in the early to mid-90s, they, they really, uh, or not even, like, early 90s, really, but that it was just a uh, kind of a weird thing that he, this, this little kid had a tattoo of a, of a, of a dancing lady on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Who's credited as part of the main cast in the title sequence? Is <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. I love that. If, if you can find the show, because, unfortunately, the weird rights um for these early nickelodeon shows oh yeah they're not streaming anywhere and the first two seasons are on dvd if you can find them for a decent Mm. price yeah yeah Mm. yeah good nostalgia and fun surrealism that's very relatable upon rewatch yeah Mm -hmm. definitely all right let's go ahead on to keith uh give us the first century of your matt rushmore of halloween tv episodes or specials so this my so the first pick on my list is from Community. It's the second Halloween episode, a Petey, a, 
epidemiology. I knew I was going to say it wrong. I kept saying it today. I was like, epidemiology. No, it's epidemiology. Uh, so this is the, this is probably, I mean, it's, there were certain things, there were certain criteria that I was looking for, like, like, you know, those kind of so shows that I just were like, these are like the freaking best shows out there for for Halloween ones. And so many of the shows that I picked had multiple Halloween episodes. And I really looked for stuff that was like the overall what made me chuckle more than anything. And the first the first Halloween episode for Community had some great things where it was like Abed was dressed as Batman. Uh, Chevy Chase is dressed as Beastmaster. And just that kind of <laughs> shit just made me die. But the thing about this episode is this is the one where they're all zombies because they eat like the tainted food at the at the Halloween party in the library. And there's just that there's just that sequence of like everybody slowly turning into like zombies. And and it end is it ends with like Troy and Abed just like cha- like being the last two and then they realize that they have to just they have to like turn the heat down. <laughs> and so it's like cuz everything was so hot. It was so hot beforehand. So no, it just it's it's one of those things that it, this whole episode altogether just it kills me with, you know, Pierce he bites Starburns and it's just kind of it's that whole like just a spoof of of like a zombie movie. It just it it kills me and then the the outfits everybody dressed as they're dressed, you know, it just it, you know, uh, Joel McHale's dressed as David Beckham. Chevy Chase is dressed as Captain Kirk. I mean, and then to Dean is dressed as Lady Gaga. It's like, the, it's the best. It's such a great episode. So that was the one that made it for me, that Halloween episode of Community. Yeah, that's a great uh, episode. I believe it's, they bought, uh, Dean Pelton bought um, Army Food. So I was yeah. like... I, think, or if we, I don't know if it was like past due. Yeah, it was all old military rations. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted the surplus store. <laughs> yes. um, I I thought I was gonna put that first season's uh, Halloween episode on my list initially, because like that's when the I think the show really starts getting good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, like with it's all you know it's parodies and just like the realism, but. Uh, once I started making the list, I was gonna say it was harder. But I'm glad you decided to pick the season two episode. Yes. And one of the things that persuade me from not putting the first season is I didn't like the side. I don't like the side story of Jeff with the with the professor. Like it kind of like I didn't like that. Like I liked it more when Jeff was trying to. And that was the whole first season. It was kind of like Jeff trying to like get out of being in college, basically. But so to me that I mean, that show's fantastic. All the first three seasons are like some of the best on. Te- it's like the first three seasons of Arrested Development. I think it's yeah. just some of the best television out there. So um, I, I was, but the second season I think is where it just goes nuts because Jeff just is. It, it's fantastic. I mean, that show altogether. I could talk for days about about Community. So yes, and probably will at a future pod. <laughs> Perhaps. <yes. laughs> Yeah, maybe if we get to like um, 2000s uh, comedies and uh, like sitcoms and dramas, that'll definitely be uh, uh, heavily influenced. Um, I did not have not seen this episode. Um, I've not seen a lot of a community. Um, It's probably one of those shows I definitely want to try to go back and catch up on because it seems like it does get a lot of love. So um, I'll definitely have to uh, put that on my short list of uh, TV shows to go back and watch at some point. The only thing that that sucks though is that it's on Netflix, but Netflix cut a couple of episodes because of, uh, I guess, like racial insensitivity, which 
it's I mean, there's one episode in particular where it's it's probably my favorite episode. And it's the one where they play it's advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It's the best Ooh. episode. It's the best episode of this of the entire show. And <clears throat> the reason why I got cut from um Netflix is because uh Ken Ken Jong, he he goes and he's he he's playing an elf and he's in he's not he's in blackface, but he's in like literal blackface because he's like a dark elf. And he's almost like silver looking. It's kind of like I call him. He's in like he's in like blackish silver face. And they cut it because he's he's in blackface. And it sucks because he, he it's, it has nothing to do with the fact except he's pretending to be a an elf. And that's why it's and it sucks that Netflix doesn't have that. And I think there's like one other episode where it was kind of like they pushed the envelope with like racial insensitivity, I guess. So. It's kind of like, and I didn't think Netflix was going to do that. <laughs> I didn't think Netflix was going to kind of go the Disney route and start pulling stuff, but apparently they did. Yeah. Mm. Um, that is surprising to hear. That's thankfully I still got all my DVDs for that. I know. Advanced, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is like a top 10 episode, also from season two. Yeah. And I recommend it to any person. So, so Steve, I would definitely go out and get the DVDs if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like if you want to catch a lot of those episodes, uh, shows, you'd have to get the DVD since the since the streaming doesn't have some of them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and give uh, my first entry on my Mount Rushmore. And when you think about um, Halloween TV specials, um, a lot of um, there's a few that come to mind, but I think the one that um, that everyone would probably point to immediately is, of course, uh, the iconic uh, classic show. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Of course, uh, this came out in 1966. It was the second uh, holiday-themed special that they had done following a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really just, you know, fun episode. I mean, you got um, you know Linus spending his entire night out in the pumpkin patch looking for the great pumpkin. And eventually he had um, convinced um, Sally to come out with him. And it gets to a point where, you know, he never comes. And she just, of course, just, you know, goes off on him uh, in, in a memorable rant. Um, then, of course, you got some of the little subplots of, the, you know, the kids going out in their little uh, their little ghost costumes and mm-hmm. going trick-or-treating and then going to their little party. And, of course, you got Snoopy doing his uh, World, War I, World War I flying ace uh, bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just such a really just, you know, great episode, great show. Um, you know, you, whenever it comes to, you know, the Peanuts um, specials, you're always going to get something good. And um, and actually, um, I will say, because I've neglected to mention it, uh, Miranda had it on her list as well. Um, and just when you think Halloween TV specials, this is one of the first ones that's, that comes to mind. And just for, for obvious reasons, it's just so, so good. Um, so, Eric, did you have anything else to say about It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Yes, actually. Um, I took the time to rewatch it earlier today um, because it's only streaming on Apple. It's not going to be playing on broadcast television this year. Oh, wow. So if you're looking to rewatch it. Um, yeah. Wow. It was also in my mind to initially put as like a non-regular series like special. But I mean, honestly, like, the Halloween special, it, it's good, but it's never really resonated as hard with me as the Christmas and Thanksgiving specials like. It's not something I go back to a lot and rewatch. And I was I did watch it and I thought it was it was good. And certainly Charlie Brown the model for the pumpkin that they carved by just drawing on the back of his head is funny bit. <laughs> but um no, I just thought it, it didn't quite uh cut the mustard for me. So hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, not everybody's cup of tea. And the one thing I always just, you know, especially now as an adult kind of looking back on it, and I just always think to myself, did Charlie Brown or his parents, you know, do something to like piss the town off because it's like the kids are going out trick or treating and they're all getting like this candy and all these different treats. And meanwhile, poor Charlie is just getting nothing but rocks. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know, which one he is. Cause of course he has, you know, his ghost costume. He, you know, cut out too many eye holes in it. So <laughs> it's just like, you know, you, it, it's funny. Cause you can get this group of, you know, the group of kids and, you know, Lucy's got her like witch mask. And um, of course, you know, which one pig pen is because he's got the dust around him, but I don't know. It's just, it's just always kind of, especially now, just kind of like, yeah, just, you know, you just, you feel so bad for Charlie that, you know, all the, you know, his friends are getting all these good, this good stuff to you. Meanwhile, he's just got a bunch of rocks at the end of the night. So, you know, just, you know, one of the things mm-hmm. you always have to think about. Uh, Keith, you have anything else to say about It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? I mean, I, I remember this growing up as a kid airing. Uh, I always, I'm, I'm a big fan for any time. Uh, television, movies, whatever, cartoons, whatever it is, does something to parody World War One and not World War Two. So I love it even more that uh, that Snoopy is, you know, Snoopy is the Red Baron, or he's he's fighting the Red Baron. I love that because that's that's straight out from like World, that's straight out from World War One. So I love that. But um, no, I mean, I think that I mean, I remember even I think I even had the soundtrack as a kid. Um, you know, that was just on record. Um, it might've been on like a 45. I don't know. That's really dating myself, but yeah, no, this is a great episode altogether. And it also spawned, which we might talk about later on one of the great, uh, Treehouse of horror episodes or, uh, segments on it too. So, um, yeah, no, I think that even all the, I think this has been spoofed a few times and like other things, other later on shows and stuff. So yeah, no, it's great. Uh, it's a great episode altogether. I, I, I thought about adding in some um, like of those television specials, but I didn't. I just because to me, it's I love watching the t- I mean, I love the sitcoms and how the sitcoms do Halloween episodes. And, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Charlie Brown episodes altogether are just great. All of those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I, this is one of those I actually have. um the three of them on a DVD, the Halloween, the Thanksgiving, and the Christmas one. So, I don't, since I, since you know, so I can watch it at any time, and you know, I'm always entertained. You don't have the it. one. You don't have the one where they go to France, do they? That's like my favorite episode when the, I, for, they go to France for some reason. Oh, I don't know that's why. A, that's a movie. That's a whole movie. Bon voyage, Charlie Brown, and don't come back. Oh, mm. a, that's like one of my favorite Charlie Brown things ever. So yeah, that's a great one. I watch that. Uh, VHS, I know more than once. <laughs> Charlie Brown, and don't come back. That's right. It says, and don't come back. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, uh, let's go back around to Eric. Uh, give us the next entry on your Mount Rushmore of Halloween TV specials. Uh, yes. No, I had to go with the episode three of the Samuel Cult Classic series, Freaks and Geeks, uh, and the episode is mm. called Tricks and Treats. Uh, and it's a, uh, it's great. Uh, the show is just very funny, but it's so painfully awkwardly like accurate to high school life, because I would have definitely been a geek or less so, because um, at least those geeks are are outgoing and friendly. Mm. So and um, yeah, just the uh, the high schoolers. Once again, it's like high school freshmen trick or treat maybe one year longer than they should. Um. As with uh, Sam, his friends, and his sister Lindsay involved with the freaks, 
and just going on a bit of a, a bit of a teenage rampage uh, as the stories cross together. And just it's very fun. And just yeah, just great stuff all around. I, I don't know if you guys ever seen the show from Paul Feig and Judd Apatow that launched like, oh, yeah. new movie stars. Oh yeah, that's a it was a great show. It was that's one of the tragic shows that got cut. That was just I, that was on Fox, I think, and it was just no NBC. It wasn't. A, oh, it was on NBC. Okay, so I thought it was a Fox show that got cut. So that was I do uh, re- undeclared the the second undecla- show. Yes, undeclared, which is another great show that was like you know before its time. I feel and uh, no Freaks and Geeks is great. I mean that was and that episode's perfect too because it's the it's just like you said like the kids that go out trick or treating one year too late. And I love when shows do that. I mean, and and the reason too is because like my nephew's my nephew's gonna be fourteen in November, so he's kind of like, but he's already taller than me. Like he's already like five eight, you know, and he's already got like he's got a mustache and everything. But I think he's gonna be either a Jedi this year because he has a lightsaber, or he's gonna go out as something else. And it's like you know he or he's gonna go out as somebody from Cobra Kai, I think. And uh, <laughs> it's just it's really funny that I mean it it he's gonna be like he's like a teenager. But I read something you know somebody said one time where it's like if you ever see a teenager coming up to your house to get candy. Just give them candy and be nice to them because, you know, they could be doing a lot worse <laughs> and they're still hanging on to that childhood. So I can definitely sympathize with the uh, with the kids and the kids, you know, with Sam and his and Neil and their friends, you know, because dressing up and going out. That was like that was some of the best times when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Unlike well, Sam, hopefully you didn't get pelted uh, with eggs by your own sister and friends. No, thankfully, I did not. No. <laughs> But yeah, that show did launch. That's a launched a thousand faces, and oof, Linda Cottolini, oh, for forever, yes. forever one of my crushes. Oh, I think she's the only reason I started watching ER in later years. Oh, she was so good on ER. Oh, I love Linda Cottolini. She's oh, I love her. Yeah, she's in Mama's Boy. Uh, she's in Grandma's Boy. <laughs> <laughs> little callback to the last show she was in grandma's boy and that's the reason why i made my list <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. what, about you? what about you steve you ever watch freaks and geeks yeah that was another show that kind of uh passed me by um that's the unfortunate thing for me of is that a lot of these uh these episodes that you guys have listened on here matt rushmore's i've either haven't seen or i just you know missed them so i am fortunately not gonna have much to say about them um, but again, I, I've heard of, you know, obviously no freaks and geeks and I've heard some good things about it. So that's another one that I think I'll try to, uh, to catch you, here. You must've yeah. been real good at sports growing up or something, right? Like, was there a reason why you weren't, you weren't sitting I, at home? Like Eric and I just watched television all day. Yeah. I was more of a music person. So, ah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I was an uh, arts, I was some performance arts kid. So <laughs> yeah. Sophomore year of high school, I didn't have a, re- a lot of reasons to leave the house on Saturday nights. And then when it got moved to Mondays. Um, yeah, <laughs> there so, was conflict. Oh, right. There was conflict, Eric. He had to he had to crack out the VCR. <laughs> uh, no, I honestly didn't tape the show as much. Like I made sure I watch it live every week. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, but if you do check it out, Steve, I believe it's now streaming on Hulu, and they made sure, much like the DVDs back in the day, they got all the music rights. Like they painstakingly oh, took the effort. Hmm. There's a lot of that's, great music. That's sweet because that is yeah. That's like yeah. Because it takes place like in what, 1980 or like 1981, so it's yeah. like that classic, like late 70s, early early 80s, like rock, and so that soundtrack is fantastic. 
Oh, sure is. Yeah. All right. Well, def- another uh, another thing for me to check out down the line. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, back to Keith. Uh, give us the next entry on your Mount Rushmore of Halloween TV episodes. So this is kind of a recent show, uh, Superstore, and it's actually from season five. Um, it is season five, episode six. It's Trick or Treat. And one of the reasons I picked this is it because, again, Superstore was another one of those shows that uh, every year they would really kind of go all out for their Halloween episodes. They'd really with, the, with as far as like with the costumes that the people would wear. Um, and to be honest, there's one scene in this show that cracks me up and it's about. So the premise of the show is that they're trying to unionize and they all work in like a if you never saw the show Superstores, they all work in like a it's like a Walmart. It's called Cloud Nine. And um, they're trying to unionize the employees. And one of like the district managers comes and she accidentally somebody accidentally gives her like all of the union signatures. So like everybody was going to get in trouble because like every corporate store, you're not supposed to unionize. And there's this one scene where. Dina, who is like the second in command, she's wearing this sexy police outfit and she's kind of a bigger, not heavy, but she's like kind of built like a brick shithouse actress. And she has like her boobs are just like on full display, basically, in this in this police outfit. And she wears it every every Halloween episode. She wears it, which is great. She never changes. But there's this one scene where she's like in the security room trying to check the tape. And there's this guy, Marcus, who's like a he he works in the back warehouse. He's in a full dragon outfit and the dragon is is spewing smoke out of its snout. And it's the funniest scene I've ever watched because she's trying to look at the screen. The smoke, the smoke is fogging up the screen and she's like, oh, now the screen's just getting wet and she starts coughing and they're both choking on the smoke. And it's I rewound that thing probably a dozen times laughing at it. I just thought it was the funniest. It was the funniest, stupidest moment in television. It was so great. But overall, the show's fantastic. I mean, it's the whole show itself. I thought it was it was another great show. It was kind of like a it was a unique spin on a on something that we all know about, you know, going to grocery stores and and, you know, big box stores and things like that. So uh Excellent job. And like I said, every year they kind of did themselves a great service with the costumes and the choices and things that they had everybody dress up as. So kudos to Superstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've this one I've also kind of uh, may have seen off, you know, maybe just like one or two episodes, um, you know, just, you know, off off kilter. But um, it's another sh- show that, I've, you know, obviously have, I've heard a lot of good things about. So it's something it's another one that I might want to uh, check out eventually down the line, especially uh, this episode. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about uh, the Superstore episode, Trick or Treat? Um, no, I was never a big Superstore watcher. I, I did sample the show from time to time. Um, it just never caught my attention to, like, DVR completely. Um, this is a point when i started and stopped way too many shows in the, the late <laughs> 2010s so but uh no i've probably heard good things about it i've got a stack cast yeah queen barf bikini from kids in the hall mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and then i mean america with america ferrara i mean america Ferrara, yeah this was and she left this show I think to go do, if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, I don't think she even ended up doing what she was supposed to do. Like she had left the show and, and then all of a sudden, like she ended up coming back because they had the, like the pandemic hit and it was kind of like she was, they were supposed to air like two more episodes in her season that was like going to be her kind of her finale. And then they ended up not doing it. 
So she actually came back at the beginning, I think, of the last season, did a couple episodes, then she left. It was just kind of weird that she left because it just didn't make it didn't fit. But uh, yeah, but she she was great in that, you know, for she's a great actress anyway, but she's great in that. And then um, the and then Ben Feldman. I don't know if any of you know Ben Feldman. Um, he's uh, I watched the Mad Men. Uh, I know. He's oh, yeah. The, yeah. See, he's in Mad <laughs> It's I you know what Pete's always mad at me. I never watched Mad Men. I couldn't get into it. And uh yeah, but he was huge in Mad Men. He's also in Silicon Valley for a while. He's like he's a great like he's kind of like another up and coming actor I feel and uh so I'm always excited when I see him show up and stuff too. So Mhm. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff there. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give uh, my next entry on my Mount Rushmore and this is going to be a an interesting choice because I might be uh, hitting a deep cut on this one uh, in terms of um, specials, but, but I'm going to go with Halloween is Grinch Night. Uh, this, of course, came out in uh, 1977. It was the, I guess you can see, it's this is the prequel to uh, to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, this, of course, sees uh, our favorite uh, green uh, monster there, the Grinch, uh, attempt to um, come down to Whoville and stir up some trouble um, on Halloween or uh, Grinch night, as they call it. And he is uh, eventually thwarted by a young who named Eucariah. And um, this is definitely a uh, very interesting um little show if i can say that just you know the uh weird animations throughout it the uh the spooks that uh Eukariah has to um overcome in order to stop the grinch and it might be actually one of the few times that um that we see max the dog actually kind of break away from the grinch usually you know he you know sticks by his side um but this is the one time where he like uh, leaves him and goes off with to uh, stay with Eukariah. um Obviously, I don't think this one is um, as memorable as How the Grinch Stole Christmas or a couple of other, you know, little things that the you know the Grinch has done, like the the Grinch Grinches, the Cat in the Hat, that sort of thing. Um, but I think just you know you, for the Halloween tie-in, it does at least deserve a mention. Um, that's why I put it here on my my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about Halloween as Grinch Night? Um, no, I've rarely ever heard of the this Halloween as Grinch Night. No, not at all. It is on um, it is on YouTube, so it's easy to um, to watch if you ever do get a get a chance to. And it's short; it's only like it's less than a half hour, so it you know doesn't take up too much time. Um, Keith, I have never heard of this. I mean, I this is this is brand new to me, and I'm 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 all in. I'm all in on it. I mean, is this from like an original Doctor Seuss tale, or was this like just you know he he had written the book of the Grinch? And they decided to, like, do this kind of, like... I find it funny you said this is a prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So, yeah, is, was, this an, was this an original, like, story by Dr. Seuss? Like, for a book? I I, I think... I mean, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a book. It was, I guess it was just a continuation of it. Um, wow. That's I guess amazing. it was just something they wanted to do, you know, just to do. A, I guess they guess I guessing that because you know how the Grinch stole Christmas did so well, um, yeah. they they wanted to you know do a Halloween <laughs> special for it. And what's interesting is that um, um, obviously Boris Karloff, who had voiced the Grinch in the in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, had passed away. So they end up bringing in um, uh, Hans uh, Conrad, who had done a couple of other um, you know, for those that remember, he was um Captain Hook in uh, Disney's Peter Pan and a couple of other mm. uh. Uh, he was in a couple of other films, so they brought him in, him in to be the Grinch. So okay, um, I was going to ask that. It's like, yeah, Karloff involved. 
Wow, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I love it. I'm on board with this. That's crazy. So cool. Yeah, I've been wanting to check it out if I can find it on the YouTube's. Yeah, it's yeah, like I said, it's pretty easy to find on YouTube. So if you get and like I said, it's it's not too long. It's like 26 minutes, so it doesn't take up a lot of time. So yeah, just like the Mm -hmm. original. Yeah, I wonder if Jim Carrey's gonna make that movie. Like he should, he should do that movie. That would be no. interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No. Count, count me out on that, that side. Who, we're good. Count me Thank on you. that side who doesn't like Jim Carrey's Christmas adaptations. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, one of Miranda's picks here. And she uh, went with the uh, episode of Parks and Recreation from season two, episode seven, uh, mm-hmm. called Greg uh, Picatus. Picatus. Pachitis. Pachitis, yes. yes. Ah. So, so this, uh, so this uh, episode, just to kind of give the brief synopsis, is uh, uh, the Leslie tries to stop a high school punk who vandalizes the park every Halloween, but will he get the last laugh? Meanwhile, Ant's Halloween party is a bore until Tom saves the day. Um, so, unfortunately, um, Parks and Rec is another show that uh, I've heard a lot of good things about. I haven't had a chance to see a, few, a lot of episodes. Um, I know, obviously, you know, Amy Poehler is, you know, great in it and has there's some other great performances in it. So um, I trust that, you know, Miranda, you know, obviously she thinks this is a great enough episode that she's going to put on under Mount Rushmore. But um, Keith, um, I would imagine you probably have uh, some things to say about this episode. Oh, yeah, Pachitis. It's that he's a little twerp. I'll tell you that right now. That's a great. No, this is there's there's one reason why this did not make my Mount Rushmore for Parks and Rec. And when I get to my other episode of Parks and Rec, I put on my Mount Rushmore. I'll tell you why. Uh, But no, Pachitis is a great that's definitely a honorable mention on my list. Um, It's so good for so many reasons. I mean, number one, Leslie or Leslie, who was played by Amy Poehler, she tries to do like good cop, bad cop with uh, Chris, Chris Pratt and interviewing Pachitis. And then, um, and I think he's eating like a peach the entire time. It's just, it's, and then like Louis, <laughs> Louis CK is in it. Cause at the time Louis CK was doing like a guest spot as like a, he was a police officer who was kind of dating, who was dating Leslie at the time. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's such a, it's such a great episode, Pachitis itself. And then he does, he does win out in the end, which is just so great, <laughs> but she does like this whole stakeout and everything. It's just, yeah, that was season. That was a lot of people with Parks and Rec say it, it hit its stride once um, they added, they added Adam Scott and uh, Rob Lowe, which was right at the end of season two. Um, I kind of agree, but in my opinion, Parks and Rec is, I think it's, it's on my Mount Rushmore of greatest sitcoms of all time. And that's up there with like Seinfeld and the Simpsons. I mean, it's just, it's up there, it's above the office in my opinion. I think it's, and that's a very, very, uh, you know, controversial statement. I think it's better than the office, but that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure there would probably be other people that would um, agree with you. So, mm. that, that... <laughs> not many. <laughs> um, I I would think it's definitely a shorter show in The Office. It only ran seven seasons compared to nine, so mm. there's an argument for that. Um, I I also really like Parks and Rec, uh, and that season two is like that's a really good. Um, jumping on point because season one's only like seven episodes and it's very like 
it's trying to figure itself out mm-hmm. because uh, uh, Amy Poehler is, is playing Leslie like like Michael Scott, and they realize yes. she doesn't have to be a female Michael Scott. She can be a very her character can be funny in different ways, mm-hmm. like and so we competence. Uh, but no, it's a, a, as well as like she doesn't need to be the dumb one because Annie can be the dumb one. Yeah, or Jerry can be the dumb one. Uh, so yeah, that that's a very fun episode. Uh, I very much like it. It's also weird to remember that there was a time when Mark was on the show. Oh, Brandana quits. quits. Yeah, <laughs> they tried to recreate the Jim and Pam energy with him and Anne, and it just didn't work. <laughs> they got. Which is, they got it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eric. I don't mean to cut you no. off. No, that's right. Uh, Ron Abscott and Rob was near the end of that season, and then the show really hits it hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff there. All right. Uh, let's go back around to Eric. Uh, give us the next entry on your Matt Rushmore of Halloween TV episodes. Uh, yes. Mine is The King of the Hill. It's a season two episode. It's Halloween. And uh, I think it's just a, um, a great example of what the show is is uh hank hill and his you know moderate um straight man conservative values uh which would seem kind of crazy to most people but just when he's put up against more actual crazy people he seems like the sanest man in the world uh so he deals like um uh evangelical christian um joining his church and just so against halloween he thinks it's like it's the devil's thing and just tries to ban it in the town, and he fights back while also fighting for the soul of his um, very dumb niece uh, in the process. So uh, it's great. It's a very funny episode, and especially Hank getting into his old childhood devil costume to lead a, a trick-or-treat parade at the end of the episode. Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I have. Um, this is one show um, that I have seen a few, uh, uh, definitely a bunch of episodes on because you know this obviously was right in the high. high you know, you had this, The Simpsons, um, as like that kind of one-two punch there on Sunday nights. So I did catch a couple of these episodes. Don't remember if I caught this one um, in particular, um, but definitely one I think I would definitely go back and watch because you know just from what is just from reading about it, it definitely sounds like an extreme a good episode of a good halloween show um keith do you have anything to say about halloween yeah Hank, king of the hill was always kind of an under the radar cartoon uh just it was it, it, you realize it lasts so long the show itself and then this is great because this is like an episode this is like season two so this is early on king of the hill too so um i mean at this point i think maybe beavis and butter was still on television and uh over on uh mtv so uh you know it was doing a lot of work there for uh for mike judge but yeah no this is a great episode i remember it uh vaguely only because i haven't gone back and Unfortunately, King of the Hill is I, this. It's one of the shows that I don't watch all the time when it's on television. But uh, I do remember this one. I think Sally Field is the guest star on it, which yes, is kind of is. which is kind of awesome. So yeah, no, I love that. That's a great episode. brings back brings back memories. That was also my senior year in high school, so I was kind of uh, or actually my freshman year in college actually when it came out. So you know, I had I had other things I was doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Amelia, I didn't always watch every episode when it started. Um, it is low-key because it's a cartoon, but it kind of treats the the world as, like, our world, the reality. It, it's not, like, over-the-top cartoon. 
Right. But it's, yeah. But yeah, it's it, was, it was very serious-based. It was very, like, actual... It was like a... It, that's like a... That's a real sitcom a cartoon, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and just have well, very developed, uh, defined characters to just play off each other. Mm-hmm. Especially like Absolutely. Hank, Hank ra- raising his son, who's just coming up in a different generation all around. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bob- Bobby Hill's probably one of the best cartoon... Ch- children, I think, ever because of just the way he is, the way he interacts with his dad is just so good. <laughs> I just love the prop comedy. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, good stuff. Good stuff there from uh, from King of the Hill. So good, good, definitely good pick there. All right, let's go back around to Keith. Uh, give us the next entry on your Matt Rushmore of Halloween TV episodes. So I kind of went old school on this, as old school as I'm going to get. And uh, this is Roseanne, uh, Halloween Four, and it's this is this is just again Roseanne was another one of those shows. They didn't skimp on Halloween. Um, I always Roseanne always makes me laugh because the whole time you're watching the show, they're supposed to be this very blue collar, very I wouldn't even say paycheck to paycheck, you know, almost a stealing from Peter to pay Paul type family, and yet for Halloween they went balls to the wall with the outfits the the gags that they would have the house was decorated all the shit was done and every season it was great the reason why i love this one so much is because this is it's i call it it's the wonderful life parody where like roseanne decides not to go out for halloween this year to the bar or to the to the you know the moose or the whatever the club is that they all go to and so she stays home and basically it's like it's a wonderful life like she ends up going there anyway and she sees how everybody interacts when she's not there and it's just a great it's a fun episode it's it's always the one that sticks in my mind whenever i think of roseanne's uh roseanne's halloween episodes and i think they even continue the halloween i don't really watch the connors i don't watch it at all but i think um I think they still continue with the uh, Halloween tradition on that show. So, you know, good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny. You mentioned that you say it's like it's a wonderful life because when I was I was reading up on it, um, it gave me more of like a Christmas Carol vibe because these, you know, she's visited by the ghosts of Halloween past, present and future. So uh, that's that's where I kind of got off, you know, kind of got it from it. Um this was another show I didn't really watch a ton, ton. Um, I think I was, you know, I, I don't want to say I was too young when it came out, but it was, you know, I think one of those shows that just, you know, kind of blew, you know, blew, uh, blew by me because um, I was, you know, a young kid growing up while I was in its heyday. So I didn't get to see a lot of it. Um, Eric, do you have anything to say about this uh, Halloween episode from Roseanne? Um, yeah, I don't remember this particular Halloween episode. Um, I was a very in and out of, Roseanne fan over the years, the initial run. Uh, certainly, as the show got more um, more about Roseanne, the person taking over the show, and mm. less about the family. Uh, not including that last season. I mean, there were problems before that, but when they won all the money, certainly it wasn't as good. No, uh, no. So, but I appreciate that it, they somehow found a way to bring it back and um, go back to its to its uh, middle-class, lower-class roots. And they survived. They survived, like, you know, Roseanne Barr, like, leaving and going crazy there and yes. whatever the case was. So, uh, one, of, 
character. <laughs> right, they killed her character off, which was like one of the things I will say is that uh, so they do a flashback in it with Laurie Metcalf, uh, who plays Jackie, and it's the the girl that plays young Jackie is her daughter, who is plays young Jackie again, and on um, she plays young uh, young Sheldon's mother. She's oh. Mary Cooper. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. funny that she was playing she played young Jackie in those flashback episodes and then she went on to play a show play a character that was originated by Laurie Metcalf again. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I will go ahead and give my next entry on my Mount Rushmore of Halloween TV episodes and I'm going to um, pull from one of my uh, favorite shows of all time uh, and that is the show South Park. Uh, mm-hmm. they've had uh, quite a couple of uh, how good Halloween episodes and the one I'm going to go with here um, is from is from season three, episode 10. It is Corn's Groovy Pirate Ghost Mystery. Uh, this is basically um, them basically doing their own episode of Scooby-Doo um, and um, the band Corn uh, plays themselves and basically they're in the um, the Scooby-Doo roles. So, uh, so you have them basically uh, trying to help uh the town, which is uh, under attack by these um, by pirate ghosts, and uh, the boys team up with them to try to stop it. We find out at the end of the day that it's um, that's Father Maxie that's behind all of it because he sees Halloween as an abomination of God, and wants to stop the um, stop the uh, the event from going on um, like it's supposed to. And uh, just some really good um, gags instead because you got you know Cartman with the uh, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Uh, blow up doll uh that, that he thinks was uh, a christmas gift for him not realizing it was actually for his mom uh you you got um uh, you got kenny in his uh in his um his uh ed 209 robot from robocop throughout the whole episode <laughs> uh, and of course at the end of the day he he thinks he's gonna win the costume contest with it but he doesn't he loses to uh to wendy in her chewbacca costume and then to to uh, cap it all off, he gets killed at the end. Um, basically, Empire Strikes Back style, um, like the ATAT gets destroyed in that. Uh, and of course, um, and of course, you have uh, one of the greatest um, one one show characters that they've ever done in Niblet, which which pretty much um, is all you need to say about it. So um, this is a really f- uh, funny episode. Um, I think Corn does a really good job um, playing the South Park, the I mean, uh, Scooby Doo roles um, yeah. that they do. And it's just, you know, it was you know, right in the South Park's wheelhouses. They were really getting hot and um, putting out some great stuff there. So um, I had to um, include that as well. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about this uh, episode of South Park? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to remember uh, Niblet first off. Was it? It was like the yellow um, like bird, th- like bird thing. OK, yeah, it was supposed to be based off like another um, ham barbera type character i just can't remember who but um I, yes i was definitely thinking about this episode i was back i was thinking about the first three seasons the halloween specials i was like would any of them make the list between pink eye spooky fish and this um but i definitely remember this episode for sure because of how much they they commit to the ham barbera style for corn looking like like the mystery uh, the scooby-doo gang and the mystery machine it's it's very weird <laughs> and the it, Ed 209 bit for sure, Penny. 
Right. Well, part of the reason they want they actually wanted to do the episode was that um, they wanted to. Um, that was right when their new album was coming out, and they were about to debut the their first single off of "Falling Away from Me," which they actually play at the end of the episode. So that was you know part part of the reason why they wanted to do the episode. So, um, so nice. Yeah. So they had to get the little time in there. Uh, Keith, do you have it's anything else song. to say about this episode? Uh, that I mean, that's it's that God South Park tickles me where, right where I need to. God, their Halloween episodes are. I forgot about Spooky Vision, and uh, just they had the Mecha Strize in like the year before, and and it's basically good Cartman, nice Cartman. It's the it's yes. Spock. He's evil Spock. He's just he, he's he's nice Cartman. Um, yeah, no, this episode's this episode is great. I do remember, uh. Yeah, I remember laughing. Oh God, laughing about um just the Kenny in the RoboCop outfit, and uh, especially because it's the ED two oh nine. Like it's so great. And then um yeah, Corn doing, and then Niblet had to be because it had to be named Niblet because Corn Niblets. That's had to be why they named it Niblet. I'm guessing. I don't know, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great episode. And they're driving around in their van. <laughs> Corn's driving in their van and everything. Yeah, no, that's great. Also, <laughs> the argument of pirate ghosts versus ghost pirates. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well the, the yeah the, yeah well the funny thing about that was um on the uh, commentary that Matt and Trey did they talked they actually they they. That was based off a real life argument between some of the staff, so that they wanted to um they entered ed- ed- put that into the episode. So oh, that's so uh, good. Yes. The the minis when they the season three when they started the mini commentaries, so they didn't think people would want to listen to them talk for a whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> how wrong they would be. Oh boy, <laughs> I I bought that CD of the first season where they put out the commentary separately. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Oh, that is good. All right. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and uh, give another one of Miranda's picks here. And this was another um, show that I didn't see a ton of, but it was like really uh, big when it was out in the 90s. Uh, so she went with uh, season. Let me just make sure I got the right one here from uh, season two, episode six um, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. uh, the Halloween episode. Um, basically, to kind of give the synopsis here, um, the. Um, the town basically gets their uh, costumes for this new store, uh, Ethan's Costume Shop. Um, but unbeknownst to them, the owner um, invokes uh, the Roman god uh, Janus, uh, where everybody becomes their costume. So all the uh, kids become uh, the monsters that they dress up as, and Buffy becomes an 18th century maiden who faints at the sight of the demons and the vampires. Uh, so just um, just judging from that synopsis, I can only imagine um, the hijinks that ensue as... Uh, as Buffy tries to, um, you know, overcome this uh, curse that has befallen her. So, um, Eric, did you have anything to say about this particular episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes, very much so. This was strongly considered for my list, and I probably should have made an honorable mention in retrospect. Um, because there's there's so much in this episode. I mean, it's it's one of the good things about the show. is like a good one-off episode, but it also has a lot of stuff that, like, lingers on. For the rest of the show like um ethan rain like the villain of the week like he's comes a bit of a recurring character um so the uh xander um who like becomes he dressed like an army soldier and becomes an army soldier and like he retains some of his memories when the spell is worn off and that gets brought back later on in the season um 
obviously this plays in the Buffy's relationship with Angel because she's trying to dress like the type of girls he used to date like 120 years earlier. She thinks like that's what he wants. Uh, and Willow is a ghost after trying to dress like a really sexy chick and just um, chickens out at the last minute and dresses in a, a ghost sheet and then becomes an actual ghost. And that starts her little uh, fortuitous thing with Seth Green's character. So yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff. To this it's a really it's just a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith, do you have anything to say about this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Not a ton. Uh, Buffy was one of those shows. I, again, it was kind of a. Unfortunately, it fell victim to my age or just my time that I was but when that show was out I was in college and then I got out of college and I was still kind of like just hanging out partying and you know hanging out not really much partying but uh you know doing just different things I never really watched Buffy as much um I've gone back and I've watched bits and pieces of of seasons and things like that I don't know if I've actually ever seen this episode I feel like I have but then again a lot of those episodes um being a being a, a geek and nerd all together and knowing a lot about Joss Whedon, one of the big problems I have with Joss Whedon is that he's really good at starting something. He's really good at ending something. And a lot of times in the middle, it's kind of like, you know, so I feel like with a lot of Buffy shows, um, maybe some of the middle wasn't always that good. Um, at least that's what and I, no offense to anybody that is a Buffy Die Hard. I mean, I have friends that are Buffy diehards and they always kind of say that like the first couple of seasons were fantastic and then like the last season was great and then there was a lot of kind of like interesting stuff in the middle. So I didn't get to see this, so I really can't comment too much. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment, especially um, once uh, this is part of the high school years, the first three seasons and after the high school years, they go, he tries to transition from college and he launches the show Angel at the same time. So he's stretching himself at that point. Right. So. And like and then like when the sister shows up, like when Dawn shows up and then Willow becomes a bad guy and all that, like it wasn't that. And, you know, that was kind yeah, of all weird five and shit, six. right? <laughs> uh, some is pretty good. Um, I think season five is pretty good compared to four with the Dawn storyline and um, stuff like that. Um, you can take give or take like what season six is about, you know, because the man four is just so on the nose. Like mm. Will is addicted to magic and she's like a drug addict and all that such. Yeah. So, but uh, I think it leads to a really great season finale where um, Xander becomes the hero that saves mm. the day, that Buffy. I think yeah. it's well earned. But uh, no, the, the season two stuff is very good. Like this is where they introduce Spike as the villain for the season. And obviously he ends up kind of becoming a bigger part of the show, but he's really in his element here. Mm. Yeah. And then he goes and he co-stars an angel, right? <laughs> he, that last season angel, that that's a good season. Cause the show got really dark. Like, mm. and maybe people weren't into it at that point, how dark and serialized it becomes season four. Um, and season five is like a much more lighter, like, kind of reboots softly um i totally would recommend that to anyone mm-hmm. all right well uh key eric uh, you've only got one ep- one episode left on your mount rushmore so why don't you go ahead and give it to us yes <clears throat> sorry all right my last one and it is uh a bit of a surprising one probably to some of you guys um it, they're all like pretty much comedy drama shows and this is certainly 
one of the best uh, comedy drama shows of all time is MASH and it's uh, Trick or Treatment. And it's uh, from the very last season of the show, season 11. They're only Halloween-type episodes they've ever done. Hmm. Um, and it's uh, pretty good. It's got, like, the usual amount of, like, you know, they're they're trying to have a costume party. They're trying to, like, keep singing in the middle of a war zone. At the same time, like, they talk about, like, the spookiness of Halloween and spooky things start to happen. Um, there's a soldier who they think is dead who we, the audience, know is actually very much hanging on to life and it's a kind of a race to figure out are they going to figure it out in time before he like he gets buried or sent off um and just uh, a lot of fun like good physical comedy george went as a guest star uh he plays like a private who has a an eight ball stuck in his mouth and like he, he has no dialogue it's just the entire thing like he has this eight ball stuck in his mouth and uh, the great Charles Winchester III is treating him, and he's just uh, subtly fucking with him. Uh, because I really like Charles. Uh, I will stick up for the later seasons of MASH and the earlier seasons when he shows up. So, just just good, good fun around. Fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a show that I've always wanted to kind of go back and um, check out a bit, because I know, obviously, you know, it's one of the, arguably one of the greatest shows of all time. Um, you know, been on the air for so long, had so many great episodes, some great characters in it. And I would probably think that this, um, given that this is their only Halloween episode, um, that it would be, uh, they would go, you know, do uh, justice with it, you know, because, I mean, it would make sense, you know, if you're on an active army base, you're trying to, you know, enjoy yourself while at the same time also dealing with the hardships of war going on. So definitely a, uh, you know, good uh Good little episode there by uh, by the folks there at Mash. Uh, Keith, do you have anything to say about this episode from Mash? Um, isn't isn't Dice in this episode? Uh, Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay's in this episode. I think he's. I think he, he might be. I he think is. If the Dice Man shows up. He's probably another like wounded soldier. <laughs> yeah, he's a wounded soldier. It's <laughs> the Dice Man. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. No, this is. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. What were we gonna say? I was thinking he doesn't have quite like the prominent role like a like a Patrick Swayze has like in one of these episodes later season episodes where he's yeah. a week. Right, no, no. But I mean I think and no, George Went being in this, I mean this is this is yeah, I mean as as like you said, one of the one of the best dramedies out there is MASH, and I think that uh they did they did justice with this Halloween episode, I think so. Yeah. This is great, but Oh, yeah. George went. <laughs> yeah. No, nice I just totally recommend that to anyone. That's another show on Hulu, Steve. You're looking to check out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Keith, you have one episode left on your Mount Rushmore, so why don't you go ahead and give it to us? So this is my this is my episode. It's Parks and Rec. It's from uh, season five, episode five, Halloween Surprise. Uh, really, the only thing I have to say about this episode is uh, Jerry has a fart attack, and that's just the <laughs> it's. It's probably like it's it's the best gag joke because the Tom just keeps wanting the doctor to say that Jerry had a fart attack and he won't say it. But uh, it's 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 a good one, too, because it also has um, Lucy Lawless in it where she's dating Ron and Ron, you know, Ron's out with the daughters and uh, one of the, they're both dressed as princesses. And I think one of them either doesn't have a 
doesn't have a tiara or forgets her tiara, and so his idea is to break the other one's tiara <laughs> so that now nobody has a tiara, and the girls just start freaking out. And then <laughs> I think to resolve it at the end of the episode, Ron takes the kids out like the next day, and uh, they're all they're all you know trick or treating and. And he's going to people's houses, and they don't have any candy left, so they're just giving out like random shit from their house. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's a it's another great Halloween episode. Again, um, just the outfits that people are dressed up as, and it, it's just it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of side stories going on as well, like with uh, you know with with the Ron and Diane, and then um, like Andy's ready to go uh, take the police exam. Yeah, Andy's going to take the fleet. Yes, and then... Oh, and then there's the thing where they're watching a movie and Donna's, like, live-tweeting while she's watching it. And she's live-tweeting a reaction. So they kind of keep coming back to to to, uh, to Donna and she's, like, being loud in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see if... Uh... What people think of uh, this episode and the one that Miranda picked, which one's the better Halloween episode? Uh, those are our uh, Parks and Rec fans. Um, interesting little debate uh, to have. Uh, Eric, do you have anything else to say about this Parks and Rec episode? Um, well, yes, certainly. I remember Fart Attack. <laughs> yeah. He has a fart attack. He farts. Poor Jerry. <laughs> they scare um, him and he starts farting, and Jerry had a fart yeah. attack. <laughs> Uh, don't they have like a garage sale try to raise money for him and that's when Tom Tom comes up with Renaswag? It is. Yes, that's where he comes up with the idea for Renaswag. Yeah. It, it's great. Uh yeah, they do. And then I think they, they, they end up giving him like a couple hundred bucks. I think like no, it didn't raise any money at all. But it, it you thought it was gonna be kinda like the gag of the uh when the office did the garage sale, but it wasn't. It was like a legit garage sale. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Jerry's Jerry's fine with it, and just Leslie being Leslie projecting everything onto him. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it's also yeah. got the side story of Ben being in DC, and they want like Catherine Hahn guest star. I love Catherine Hahn too. She's another one of my. She's fun, funny. Oh, she's one of my other friggin'. I love I love when she shows up and stuff, and she's down there and she's trying to convince him like to stay and all that, and you know. But nothing untoward. Like, she's like, you're a fantastic campaign manager. You should stay and, like, run all these people's campaigns. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a very, like, that's a really, the show's a sweet spot at that point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my last entry on my Mount Rushmore of Halloween TV episodes. And this also happens to be Miranda's last um, pick as well. And we are going to be going probably with the most, um, like most recent in terms of uh, these Halloween specials. Uh, and that is all new Halloween spooktacular from WandaVision. Mm. Uh, this of course is uh, their uh, homage to uh, the sitcoms of the late nineties, early two thousands, specifically uh, Malcolm in the middle. Um, and of course, you know, playing off the Halloween specials. Um, but the thing about this is that this is kind of where um, you kind of start seeing uh, things really kind of going off the rails for Wanda. She's trying to keep, you know, keep everything all together. Um, Visions is starting to kind of realize something's amiss. And actually, speaking of Catherine Hahn, um, we, of course, have one of her better performances on the show um, as Agnes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, we have, you know, everyone on the, you know, outside of Westview, you know, trying to, 
get everything set up. And of course, at one point, Vision tries to leave the hex, um, which causes Wanda to expand it even further. And the few um, uh, sword uh, direct people and um, a couple of others that get entrapped in it uh, get turned into circus uh performers so that's an interesting little kind of way to end the episode but um but like i said this is kind of where um you see uh, wanda starting to kind of go off the rails and then with like the next um the next uh, two episodes uh, next few episodes uh that's when we kind of really start hitting the climax of the series and we kind of start seeing the uh the you know wanda kind of evolving further and further into the scarlet witch that we see uh in later you know later films so uh definitely one of the um better uh episode you know halloween specials and it's good to see uh marvel kind of get jump kind of jumping in on the um on the action here with this so uh eric do you have anything to say about this episode of wandavision um no no i'm um a little behind on some of the marvel properties certainly all the disney plus stuff so i've heard of the wandavision i'm intrigued by it um I have no real comments. Don't worry. I'm also, I'm behind on a lot of it as well. So, yeah. uh, so don't feel bad. There's just so much, so much stuff to catch up yeah. on. It's, it's, it's really hard to do. It's going to be a pick or choose at this point. Like, and I, I know I'll watch this and I'll watch the She-Hulk, but I can't guarantee I'm going to watch anything else. Right. Uh, uh, Keith. Well, I will say that uh, I am uh, full of information, uh, so much so that I can definitely speak for myself and Eric um, on this, on all of these shows. I think that uh, if I can just say my two cents on the Disney Plus shows, they're fantastic. I think that uh, they got better and better and better up through the end of Moon Knight. The last two, while I like the last two, I like Ms. Marvel and I do like She-Hulk. Um, they're different kind of shows than the first runs of all the, the first ones, like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Moon Knight, um, Hawkeye, and then WandaVision. I forget that this is a this is technically a Halloween episode. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of great. Um, it is like it's it, it it was such a it was such an exciting show at the time when we were watching it originally because it was just new and fresh and it was this completely different way for them to present the MCU. Um, and I love this episode to begin with. I think this is the one where this is the one where, you know, Pietro comes back and you're kind of like, what? And I remember just the internet went bonkers the next day because they were just like oh my god they're merging they're merging the mcu with the x-men films and blah 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 and so it's like when that storyline resolved itself you were like ah, <laughs> marvel totally like trolled everybody and it was so great but uh no this was a great episode i it's it's another you're absolutely right though steve with this becoming like this is her beginning of her downward spiral towards the scarlet witch uh really just and in the last few episodes of the because that's toward sort of towards the end i believe right and um mm -hmm. it's it's yeah it's just great so yeah no excellent excellent choice excellent choice mm -hmm. yeah definitely and it, like i said kind of uh starts setting the pieces for what we would see in the future films so definitely yeah, great stuff there by marvel okay that will uh wrap up uh our list but before we uh Head to break. Let's talk about uh, any honorable mentions, if we have any. Um, Eric, do you have any uh, honorable mentions that you want to discuss? Um, yeah, I guess I would. I would have put that Buffy Halloween episode in there, but the one I I 
sent to you was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, how, their first Halloween episode from their first season. I, it's just oh. called Halloween, and it's the beginning of their annual tradition of uh, uh, Jake planning an elaborate uh, heist. He tries oh. to steal something, and the rest of the staff, uh, Nine-Nine staff here help him or work against him, and it's all a lot of real fun. I'm I'm so disappointed in myself that I didn't even I didn't even think of the Halloween heist episodes. I'm so mad at myself. Oh, those are so good. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself now. Damn it! I don't think it's, I would replace anything on my list. But hey, still, it's, it's only four. It's hard. I know. It's so good though. <laughs> yeah, that's a, again. That's the thing when you're you're going through these, you, you you think you get your four, but then you realize that there was something you missed, and it was like, and you get and you get all and you get frustrated. Trust me, I I know that feeling. Mm. Uh, Keith, do you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to bring up? I I did. I had a few. Um, I mean, just a few. I, I think the there's the first. I think it's the first Halloween episode that Modern Family did. Um, it's the one where like Mitchell dresses up like Spider-Man and he's like one of three people at his office and he ends up put he ends up putting his suit over his Spider-Man suit to go into like <laughs> it's just so stupid it's, it's so goofy but I do like it because then I think um I think if, I think that's also the one where Cam is like he's a standby for cats and he ends up getting stuck in a tree well he ends up sitting in a tree because I think they got to cut the tree down and so he shows up like in his Spider-Man outfit like and Cam's on the tree is dressed in full cat garb so it's just it's one of those goofy things but again Modern Family was another show that just it it went all out for Halloween every season. So yeah. I, I, I always dug the modern family episodes. Um, I also put down the costume contest episode of the office. Um, and that's the one just where uh, the only thing I can re- really like of note of that is that's the one where Oscar ends up winning the coupon book. And one of the reasons, and he's, and he's not wearing an, he's not wearing a costume. And like, I think, um, I think that, uh, Mindy Kaling votes for him out of like irony, and then Creed thinks he looks like he does an excellent Edward James almost impression, and it's just so, it's like really funny. And um, I think I had uh, there was an episode of Family Guy, it's Halloween on Spooner Street, and it's just one of the reasons I like it is because Brian's all pink, he looks like the Pink Panther, and that's the one where uh, I think the kid steals Stewie's candy and he goes nuts. And then it's the episode where Chris and Meg make out because they're in like masks and they're in the closet, like doing seven minutes in heaven. And mm. just, I always thought that was kind of funny. And then the last honorable mention I had was um, a nightmare on FaceTime. And that's just the South Park episode where the kids are all the Avengers. And I just love mm. that because I love that because Cartman's the Hulk you have. And Kenny's Iron Man and he's talking the entire time and you understand everything he's saying. But he's got like the robotic voice behind him like the voice changer almost and then um stands on the ipad because i forget why he's at home but he's on the ipad and so uh and kyle's thor but they're the avengers and they're like i think they, they try to stop a crime and all that so yeah no that's those are my honorable mentions for those halloween episodes and Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've yeah, I've, I've liked the um the Halloween on Spooner Street because yeah, like you say, yeah, Brian gets you know sprayed pink and then the actual Pink Panther walks up to him. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, first time being pink." And Brian's like, "Yeah." Pink Panther's like, "Welcome to hell." <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. So great. <laughs> no. And then uh, I completely forgot about that uh the South Park one. I'm glad you reminded me of that. It's um what happened is that um Randy bought a blockbuster. That's the blockbuster, yes. <laughs> and it's basically him. It's basically him. Them doing um the Shining, 
with him <laughs> as uh, as Jack, and that's yes. why that's why Stan would be on Facetimes because uh, Randy made him mm. stay to help out. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. Oh, that's the beginning of the that's the beginning of the Randy. The, those are the Randy centric episodes, right? That's when I think everybody that watches South Fox still says like that's when Randy hit off like took off as a character is when he bought the when he bought the uh the blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's some great stuff there. That sounds like one of those later seasons. I think like around season it is, 10 yeah. sort of fell off on South Park. But I know yeah, Randy it's... was definitely becoming a thing before then. Was it like he gets drunk and starts the fights at the Lily Games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, is that is that I can't remember. Is that before or after the cream freeze? <laughs> I've been around that time, so. <laughs> I cream cream freeze is like my it's my favorite one of my favorite episodes of South Park. <laughs> I love that. I see whenever I'm cooking in my house, I'm usually going cream freeze. <laughs> and and the better best part is when they're um, trick or treating, they mistake uh, Cartman now as the Hulk, but as like Bruce Valanche or something like that. That's so great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's great stuff great stuff um i also had a couple of honorable mentions i did have a couple of other um south park episodes um i know eric i mentioned them earlier the first two um pink guy from season one um which was a lot of fun and then um spooky fish from season two which the the, the best part of that was i remember the um the average when they advertised that they you know promoted as being like that this would be presented as like spooky vision and basically all it was is um spooky vision on those side of the screen and then like pictures of Barbara Streisand at each corner. Yeah. Yes. That was More that. Streisand bashing. <laughs> their, their unnatural hatred towards Barbara Streisand. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, least, the other. At oh, least Pink Eye was the first season had um everyone coming zombies and Chef has the thrower montage and yes. Cartman's mom is on the cover of Crackhead magazine. Crackboy <laughs> magazine. <laughs> Crackboy magazine. And, and of course, Cartman um, was uh, Adolf Hitler at first, and then uh, Principal Victoria put him in a ghost costume, which ended up being like a, a KKK outfit. Yes, yes. that's for sure. <laughs> okay. And then um, I did the other South Park episode I had on here was uh, from season from season ten, um, Hell on Earth 2006, where uh, Satan throws a um, a Halloween party up on up on Earth, and it basically is him doing uh, My Super Sweet Sixteen. Yes. And it's just, and the the best part about that one was you had um the three um the three murderers um Ted Bundy Jeffrey Dahmer and John yes! Wayne as the three Stooges yes <laughs> oh god that's so uh, it, it's I know it's not supposed to be funny but it's just so it's just so funny um, it is very so, funny yes good stuff there um I also had um from SpongeBob SquarePants the Scaredy Pants episode where he um where he tries to become where he becomes a ghost. And um, everyone recognizes because he's square, so then he tells Patrick to make his head round, and Patrick ends up shaving him all the way down to basically his brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just thought that was a, a really funny episode. Um, and then uh, two other like you know specials that I had on here. Um, I had a Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Um, I did rem- I do remember watching that like once or twice. I thought that was a you know kind of fun little episode, kind of similar vein of when they did their Christmas episode. Um, and then another kind of more recent one, um, Scared Shrekless. Um, mm. 
I thought, you know, they, where they do kind of like their little um, spoofs on um, a couple of uh, classic films. And, you know, I thought, I thought that um, that those kind of just deserved a little bit of a uh, mention here. Sure. All right. Well, that will uh, conclude this first half of Making Mount Rushmore. It's been a really fun uh episode so far we've talked a lot of great uh tv episodes and great halloween tv episodes uh when we come back though after this break we will be discussing a uh special that you may have noticed we have not mentioned yet and that's uh the reason is because um it basically deserved its own um section so we will get to that uh this is of course making matt rushmore here on the ptb pop experience and we will be back on the other side of this break on Mickey Matt Rushmore here on the PTB Pop Experience. I am your host slash moderator, Steve Riddle, along with Eric Eels, Keith Langston, and Miranda Berthold by proxy. We are discussing Halloween TV specials and episodes. We, of course, had a great uh, first half talking about some of our favorite uh, TV episodes that, um, that are Halloween-themed. Uh, but now for this half, um, you may have noticed if you were um, following along that there was one particular uh, TV episode, um, Halloween TV episode that we did not delve into uh, and that's because it's begun, been around for so long and it's had so many different episodes that it merited its own um, Mount Rushmore. Uh, so we, of course, are going to be talking about it here because when you t- ask a lot of people about Halloween TV episodes, three simple words come to mind. Treehouse of Horror. Yes, of course, the uh, annual uh, Simpsons uh, tradition starting back from their second season of them doing a uh, great Halloween episode um, every season uh, where they delve into uh, three little like mini uh, episodes kind of outside the canon. Uh, There have been so many great ones uh, over the years and we are going to go ahead and discuss them here. Uh, I will go ahead and actually start things off with my first pick on, excuse me, on my Mount Rushmore of uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. And I'm going to be going with Treehouse of Horror, uh, Treehouse of Horror, Episode 6. This, of course, was from the seventh season of uh, The Simpsons from 1995. Uh, Of course, the uh, memorable um, short from this episode is, of course, Homer Cubed, which sees uh, Homer go into the third dimension. Uh, obviously the, uh, mix of like traditional and computer animation, uh, for this episode was just so, um, revolutionary for its time, especially for a TV show. Um, this of course was right around, um, right around when uh, toy story was about to come out in the theaters as the first computer, uh, 3d computer animated film. 
Um, so you had this uh, this episode almost kind of like um, leading the charge here and just again seeing uh, Homer in 3D and then eventually uh, him going into the real world um, really uh, was just again such a revolutionary thing for his time. Um, but let's not, of course, discount the other two uh, shorts from this episode. You, of course, had um, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores, where all these uh, big billboards come to life and uh, and start terrorizing the town, mainly because uh, Homer stole the uh, Colossal Donut from Lard Lad, uh, which led to uh, all of them coming to life. And then, of course, you had the uh, the great uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, basically the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, spoof, where Groundskeeper Willie uh, plays uh, Freddy Krueger, and a really great um, role there. It's just a really uh, good stuff there. So um, so I think overall, when you ask a lot of people um, in terms of Treehouse of Horrors, I think they'll point to this one specifically, um, especially because of uh, Homer Cubed and um, how incredibly, um, you know, a revolutionary was for its time, especially in the mid in the mid nineties there. Uh, Keith, I know you had this on your main uh, Mount Rushmore as well. I, I didn't. Is only I have two things to say. I have ooh erotic cakes. <laughs> that that <laughs> line right there is the best part of it. And oh, oh, when he's he's just he's shouting into the into the atmosphere, I guess, and they hear him in the living room, and they bring they bring they bring Wiggum over to try to like find him, and it, oh god, that Homer cubed is such a great is such a great friggin'. Bit. Oh, but that and then, of course, it's this lousy smart weather is uh, that's from the Nightmare <laughs> in Evergreen Terrace, which is just so great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's yes, that was on my list. Uh, I mean, it's in no order. So, I mean, I would say that that would have I will agree that that's my first pick as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it all, all around. I mean, what's the song that they sing at the end or they sing at the end of the uh, attack of the 50 foot eyesores? I can't remember like Lisa's. Oh, book, uh, like, just don't look. Yeah, just don't look. <laughs> yeah, her and uh, yeah. Paul, 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 Anka. Paul, uh, Paul Anka, yeah. Paul Anka. The real so, Paul Anka. Yeah, the real Paul Anka as himself. Yeah, so no, it's it's great. Um, I'm trying to think who wrote this. Uh, well, David X. Cohen wrote the Homer Homer Cubed, and um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I thought I thought maybe I thought maybe that uh, Conan O'Brien might have had his hand in this, but it doesn't look like he wrote the, any of them here. But I mean, oh no, just, no, yeah, He's, no. Uh, that's uh, I think he's gone by like Treehouse of Horror five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There. All right. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, no, this is this is on my list absolutely. So I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eric, you had it as one of your honorable mentions. I did. Um, I, as much as I love the sequence of Homer in uh, 3D, and the, it is very groundbreaking for 1995. Um, I just feel like it. It was funny, but it just wasn't as funny as some of my other picks. Um, I do enjoy, like, the Nightmare in Evergreen Terrace, like, with Willie as Frey Krueger. I think that's very uh, inspired, especially his whole um, death. (laughs) (laughs) His his whole death thing where he gets gets set on, what is it? Uh, Oh, it's a a thermometer, and it's like the sign says, do not touch, slash Willie. (laughs) <laughs> and Homer's like, okay, I won't touch him. But that's good advice. And he turns the thing off the boiler. That's, the thing. <laughs> that's good advice. <laughs> he keeps uh, on fire for like over a minute. And it's very funny. I don't, I don't think you can get away with that today. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> sitting in the, he's sitting in the corner and then and then, and then 
Kirk goes, oh, I'm just confused about the uh, lunch schedule because I don't want him eating two pasta meals a week. <laughs> two spaghettis a, a day. That's two a- spaghettis a day. That's <laughs> it. It's, just, it's so great because it's, it's the type of shit that happens at a parent teaching night. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And he's been there waiting and then and then he dusts himself up as a, as a, as a ghost and dog. <laughs> so yeah. good. When you, when, you, when you said his death, though, I thought you were talking about when he when he dies and it's it's Maggie puts the freaking pacifier in and his and his vent on his uh his spider right. body, which right. is a big bagpipe. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, credit to uh, when Ned's like coming in to look for Homer in the three sequence. He he has a ladder. He just climbs up to their ceiling. He says, "Well, that's the tree," said the lumberjack. I'm stumped. And then someone's like, "It's like he disappeared in the fat air." <laughs> I think it was I think that was either Patty or Selma. Yeah. He yeah. disappeared in the front air. <laughs> oh yeah. And then and, and then what so there's like a joke like, are you in the closet with the towels? No. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a gr- that's a great there's a lot of good lines in that episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, so good. It's I think it's my it's my last like like favorite uh, it's on my arm low mentions but it's like that's the last like really great treehouse of horror because i don't think they start i don't think they get better at that point half that point mm. no and yeah and I, I, i'm actually going out to los angeles the end of the month and i need to see if i can find if that erotic cake store is still around and, and it's in sherman oaks and i need to see if it's still around in sherman oaks because i'll go take a picture of it Ooh, erotic cakes <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised Probably Sherman yeah. Oaks. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's that's good. All right, uh, Keith, why don't you go ahead and give us the next entry on your Matt Rushmore of Treehouse of Horror episodes? Um. Okay, so I went with Treehouse of Horror three. Um, this is the this is the episode that contains well, so season four, episode five, and it contains Clown Without Pity. King Homer and Dial Z for zombies. Um, I will say that I I quote The Simpsons a lot, like in my daily life. There are a lot of, and it's a lot of just things that you know don't like wouldn't be things that you would say in a normal sense. Um, like I always say, everything's coming up Millhouse. I always say that like all the time, and I haven't. I can't believe how many times when I've made up when I've done something wrong that I go, "All right, mistake." And that's from Dial Z from Zombies at the end when it's <laughs> it's John Smith, John Smith, eighteen eighty five. Nope, all right, mistake. And that's just I say it all the time. <laughs> it's like my favorite line saying it. That is, uh, and then the clown without pity is just. So good, like he's got switched to evil, <laughs> and he switches it back. It's just so great. Uh, and then King Homer is an excellent, an excellent parody of of the King Kong movie. Um, so much so that I wonder if, I wonder if when they made King Kong later on with uh, Jack Black, if if they weren't just parroting King Homer <laughs> instead of the actual King Kong movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yes, it's a very enjoyable and so many quotable lines. Um, just the the clown one alone, it's, it's has that great back and forth with Homer and the shopkeeper. That's like, uh, the object has a terrible curse. Oh, that's bad, but it comes with free yogurt. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, Froger is also cursed. That's bad. That's bad. Get your choice of toppings. Well, that's, that's good. good. 
And the <laughs> toppings contain potassium benz- benzoid. And he goes, that's, that's bad. bad. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> cuts him coming back home, and he, he hits Milhouse with the door. Milhouse is doing, like, pin the tail on the dock where he's blindfolded, and Homer just hits him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great! Uh, yeah and the zombies like there's just so many ports in that zombie sequence alone dad 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 did you did you wreck the car no did you raise the dead yes but the car is okay (laughs) yes Uh, and then that's the ones where he shoots ned flanders and he goes dad you shot zombie ned he was a zombie yes yes that's the kicker And then they're going through the school, and he's like, take that, Washington, eat lead, Einstein, show's over, Shakespeare. Yes. That's Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? <laughs> Those three lines of him beating up famous people as zombies, it just uh, it kills it. Oh, God. And I love how when uh, Bart and Lisa get to the, they try to reverse the spell, and Bart says, like, the wrong spell first, and turns Lisa into a, sl- into a snail. <laughs> She's like, what's? She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I never realized how beautiful you look. <laughs> uh, um, this also has a. They in the early years they did those kind of wraparounds, um, uh, where they try explaining why they're doing uh, a horror based episode, which they kind of stopped in uh, after like four or five. But this one has Homer coming out like after Hitchcock has like the. The drawn frame of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Presents. Yeah. Oh God. And then I think um, oh, doesn't isn't Bart's like, isn't his like spell he reads at the end like it's the names it's like Zemeckis Spielberg <laughs> like, <something laughs> like that. I think I think it has like he I gotta look up what he says, but I think he says the names of like famous directors or something like that when he does the end. <laughs> Well, the one where he ra- where he raises the dead, I think the last one he says is like Walmart, I think. Yes, <laughs> I definitely heard a Walmart in there. <laughs> and then the kicker is they're, they're, they save the town and then like, go, there's no more zombies and they're all sitting on the couch just vegging out, turning into zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, so... that's it. Alright, so it says, he says Cullen, Rayburn, Nars, Trevec, last names of game show hosts. <laughs> Zabar, Kreisig, Kaldor, Walmart, and then he goes Kojak, Manax, Banachek, Dano, <laughs> and then he says Trojan, Ramses, Magnum, Cheek. <laughs> like that's just amazing writing. <laughs> oh, they were so good. Yes. Oh, Grandpa's screaming, "The evil! That doll's evil!" And Parker goes, "You said that about all the gifts." He goes, "I just want attention." Oh my god. Yes. So um so obviously um Eric, you did have this on your Matt Rushmore as well. Um it is a great it is a really good episode and I do like um the wraparounds where they're doing their own little party, so that's a great stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will go ahead and uh give one of uh Miranda's uh picks. Uh and she actually went with the very the very first Treehouse of Horror episode from 1990, mm. uh, from of course season two. Uh, this, of course, would the um, set the standard of the uh, of the Treehouse of Horrors. And actually, I also had it on my Mount Rushmore as well. 
Um, but of course, this all begins with um, Bart and Lisa basically telling all these scary stories. They, of course, have uh, you have Bad Dream House where they move into a house that's you know haunted, and um, of course, at one point they all get like you know possessed by the house to stab each other. Like they all like you know, like held the knives, and then you see Marge with hers as she's making herself a sandwich, um, and then they. Uh, you know, Marge basically is basically, you know, has enough and basically says, you know, they can live together in peace. Um, and the house basically like implodes itself to <laughs> to get away from it. Um, so then, of course, you have um, Hungry Are the Damned, which, of course, has the uh, debut of the iconic uh, Kang and Kodos, mm-hmm. uh, who would become uh, you know, running uh, running characters throughout the uh, throughout all the uh, Halloween episodes uh, where they want to bring the Simpsons to uh, to their home planet. And they uh, basically are, you know spoiling them with uh, with a bunch of uh, food which Lisa leads to believe that they're um you know they're going to be eaten but it, it ends up that they um aren't of course they had the uh, she finds the book um how to cook humans uh, but eventually uh, you know we get the running uh, joke there it's like they keep blowing the dust off and it's like how to cook four humans and then how to cook 40 humans and then how to cook four 40 humans <laughs> so it's just good and then of course you get the uh, adaptation of the raven of course Edgar Allan Poe's great um Great work of a uh, great poem. You have the uh, iconic James Earl Jones as the narrator, Homer as the lead character, Bart as the Raven. Mm. Uh, just really great stuff there. And of course, the whole time uh, they're telling these stories, Homer's, you know, watching from, you know, listening in from below. And by the end of it, he gets so, uh, well, what happened is that he, of course, before, when the episode starts, he, uh, you know, he, you know, he's admiring the, his hall from a, uh, you know, from trick or treat, he's like, I love Halloween. And then by the end of it, he gets so spooked by everything. He basically ends up saying he hates Halloween. So, um, just really, um, great, some um, good stuff there by, uh, by them. And I think, like I said, it would begin the tradition of, uh, the Treehouse of horror, which I wonder if when they, um, created this episode, if they actually, um, realized how big the, uh, these, uh, episodes would become. So it's, uh, Really good um, stuff there. Uh, Eric, you had this on your uh, Mount Rushmore as well. Yes, I certainly did. Um, no, the, I certainly enjoyed the, the first one um, for sure. I enjoyed Gene Earl Jones uh, in all of uh, the three pieces. Uh, he's also, he plays one of the moving men when they move into the house. Um, is, is he the voice of the house too, or is he someone else? No, he's not the. He's the um. He's uh, Serac the Preparer in yes, uh, Hungry Are the Damned. Yeah. Yes, which is the first introduction of Kang Kodos, um, proper. Uh, no, it's really good. Um, I enjoy like the good uh, uh Amyville or Poltergeist parody if done correctly, and certainly stuff um, the house choosing to destroy itself. It's like the Simpsons are scared, and then once. They start immediately get used to it. Bart's like, do the blood thing, do the blood thing on the walls. And Lisa's trying to psychoanalyze him. It's just annoying the house immediately. That does great stuff. <laughs> um, and the, oh, go ahead. Oh, the, um, I've kind of grown on the Raven parody. Um, I didn't enjoy it at first, the few, few times I saw it, but I really do dig it. Like, it's just pretty much played straight, but it's like you have the Simpson characters involved. Um, it was just also coming back to like Bart not getting it, not enjoying it. It's like uh, they make a joke. It's like you know this was scared people in 1862. It's like oh, it's how like people 
got scared the first Friday Thirteenth Part One. It seems tame in comparison. <laughs> and th- and that that uh came, what the episode came out in nineteen ninety and there were eight movies by then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I also I loved how in um the Bad Dream House uh, when they find the the uh the Indian burial ground in the basement and Homer calls up the um the real estate agent that stole the house he's like. He's like, well, you sold us this house. You forgot to mention one thing. You didn't tell us it was buried on an Indian burial ground. No, you didn't. Well, that's not what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just such cl- classic Homer. It's just so so good. And then uh, one of, the, and I like my favorite one of the wraparounds is when uh, Bart does like, you know, tries to do like the severed finger. And uh, it does, you know, the camera does like the cut in and out to it. And then Maggie just grabs it and just starts sucking. He's like, ew, baby spit. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, good stuff. I remember Bob's Burgers started to do that in its early years. They did that quick, like, cut back and forth or zoom in, zoom out. Like the crazy music as like a um, a joke uh, early on. And then they cut it out. So that's what I always think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Keith, do you have anything else to say about the inaugural Treehouse of Horror? I mean, I think you you both said it all. Uh, I mean, I loved I, I, the thing about the Raven in that it's kind of played very straight. It's almost it almost doesn't seem like it should be. It like this would never be in another Treehouse of Horror. I feel like I think like if it wasn't in the this is almost like one that they would put in like if they were doing like a trilogy of like stories they would put this in because it's played so straight and it's so good because it's just such a good, it's not even a parody. It's almost just like a, uh, it's like a remake of it almost. I love it. And I love that James Earl Jones is in it, especially considering he was a big deal at the time. Um, I I always wonder, I always compare the Treehouse of Horrors to the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Like, did they know at the beginning (laughs) that it was going to become this monumental thing that everyone was going to look forward to every year? <laughs> you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see if uh, they ever bring Brock Lesnar into an episode of the Treehouse of Horrors, then we'll then we'll know. <laughs> Coming to an end. <laughs> well, so far, they only got Bret Hart in the Simpsons proper. And I remember, <laughs> man, dude, it smells like old dude. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, let's go back around to Eric. Uh, give us another entry on your Matt Rushmore of Treehouse of Horror episodes. Uh, another one of my entry is uh, Treehouse of Horror 4. Mm. Yes. Uh, from 4, which is season 5. You got to remember the stuff. Started the start of season 2. So um, that features The Devil and Homer Simpson, which is, uh, I think, an all time classic. With uh, Homer selling his soul to uh, the devil, who turns out to be Ned Flanders, uh, for a donut. And then, of course, he uh, he thinks he's going to trick the devil by not eating the donut. And then, of course, he stupidly does finish the donut and gets set to hell. And uh, then the Terror of Five and a Half Feet, which is the famous Twilight Zone parody of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Which is also uh, good, and then Bart Simpson's Dracula, because I guess that um, Francis Copa Dracula was at the how at the time and popular. I guess I've never seen it, so. Ooh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I definitely um, agree with you. This is a really great episode. Um, I know uh, so Miranda had it on her uh, her Mount Rushmore as well, and 
yeah, just the fact that um, that Ned Flanders is the devil um, just makes it all the the you know all the better. And then of course you know like I said, Homer goes to hell, and they they basically uh, that demon feeds him like all the donuts in the world, and Homer like just lo- is loving it. And the demon's just like, I can't understand this. James Coco went mad in fifteen minutes. <laughs> and um, don't know and then, who that is, but I'm sure it was very funny at the time. Oh God, yes. I mean that's that's one of those things where. That's the joke for the parents watching this with the kids, because James Coco, he was he was an actor from like the, you know, back in the day. And he was kind of like he was a heavy set dude. But yeah, I mean, he yeah, it's a joke that only like parents that were watching this with their kids would laugh at. James Coco in five minutes. <laughs> and of course you had the, they did the trial, the trial, which <laughs> you had like the great, like the jury was like Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon. He's like, but I'm not dead yet. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, Hey, I did a favor for you. He's like, yes, master. <laughs> and that was, was like John, it was like John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard, John, John uh, Dillinger. And then what the 1979 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I'm literally trying to look up that quote right now. I can't find it, but and then, and then uh, when Marge, you know, gives the picture, you know, the picture, and I like how Blackbeard, he's like, he looks at, he's like, ah, just some kind of treasure map, and Benedict Arnold's like, you idiot, you can't read. <laughs> yes. Oh, the subtle bit, like right after that, where uh, Marge can't get everyone a proper chair, so everyone's sitting kind of awkwardly. <laughs> and, and, and Blackbeard has to sit in the in the um, the high chair. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, at the end, um, the, they because um, because uh, Homer pledges sold to Marge, he gets to you know he gets to keep it. But the devil then turns his head into a donut, and and uh, he starts eating himself. And Lisa's like, "Dad, don't eat yourself." He's like, "Oh, but I'm so sweet and tasty." Yeah. And then he's like, he gets ready to go working, and she's like, "You know, I wouldn't do that." And then we see like all the cops waiting outside with their coffee mugs. He's like, "Don't worry, boys, he's got to come out sometime." <laughs> Yeah, uh, and of course a great Lionel Hutz appearance. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Bill Hartman. Yes. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like he's there. He tries. And he realizes he's in over his head, and he goes to the bathroom. And they don't. They wait like an hour. They show like the clock, like moving an hour, and he's like he jumped out the window. <laughs> yeah, and then like I said, yeah, the 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 terrified five and a half feet's great, and then I love Dracula. Um, the best part about that was um. The super fun happy slide. Yeah. When am I ever gonna get a chance to do this? <laughs> and I love the my I love the wraparounds of like Bart with the um all the paintings and um the, Oh yeah. The night gallery. Yes. The best part is like the with before the dragon one, he shows the one of like the dogs playing poker and Homer like goes crazy about it. Uh that's great stuff. We we had something, but it was too expensive, so we just slapped together a vampire story. Think about vampires, yes. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Uh, Keith, you also had this on your Matt Rushmore as well. I did, and I mean, I love I love in the Dracula scene where he's he's going to stake Monty and uh, Dad. That's his crotch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they realize that I think it was uh, I think Bart is actually the main vampire that they realized at the end. So no, you know, it's, it's yeah. Large. She has a life outside of this house. Oh, that's, that's right. right. It is Marge. Yes, it is Marge. That's right. She's also, <laughs> they're flying above Lisa, and she is very much positioned in a way that very much uh, puts a lot of emphasis on her exterior. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is, that the fir- is that the first instance of Marge being, like, hot? <laughs> 
No, no, because they did so many like almost nude scenes uh, up to that point. Yeah, of the Simpsons, like this, like Marge and Homer like sleep nude together in bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you guys both talked about this. You said pretty much everything. I mean, the Devil and Homer Simpson. That's 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 one of the best. That's one of the best. I mean, yeah. segments that they that they did. I mean. Just the fact that he he goes and he's he's dying for a donut and he opens up his emergency thing and it says P S like P S I owe you one donut <laughs> you know like I owe you <laughs> one donut again <laughs> like bastard <laughs> he's always two steps ahead of me <laughs> and then when like Devil Ned Flanders shows up and he and Bart walks in the kitchen he goes hey Bart <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like he already knows him uh yeah no I mean it's yeah, like Blackbeard sitting on the chair. I mean, everything about that. Like Lionel Hutt says, I need unlimited bathroom breaks. And then he says, remember I said about unlimited bathroom breaks? I want to take one right now. And then he just leaves. And, oh, uh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, the thing with the James Coco. It's, I mean, he gets yeah. cut up and, and his, he gets his parts put in for sausages and the other ones get put for, like, dog meat. It's like his shoes. It's like just, it's so good. Like, everything they did with that, with Homer spending the day in hell and, and then at the end, like just you know, signing over his soul to Marge. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's it yeah. is just it's great. And and how they know this? They Marge shows a picture of her wedding day. They went to the hospital because Homer ate the whole cake by himself, and the jury laughs at him before the wedding. <laughs> no, oh uh, yeah, they went after the wedding because he ate the cake. I, it's, so good. it's so good. It makes you think: Is Ned Flanders really the devil? Like you know, it makes you think that. And then. Just the terror. I mean, the one we really didn't talk about was Terror at Five and a Half Feet. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's 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 great. It's a great parody of that Twilight Zone. Uh, not only the episode, but also the movie. I mean, you remember the movie part, the movie one where they um they redo it with John Lithgow is playing the William Shatner part, and it's it's so good. Um, you know, because yeah. he has the dream, and then he shows up and he sees Principal Skinner on the bus, and then. It's just, and then the gremlin, and then and then he's he's getting taken away, and doesn't the gremlin show up like on the back of the ambulance that he's on? <laughs> so yes, yeah, with Ned Flanders' head. Okay. Yeah, so good, so good. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then the Dracula one is just like I said is is great. Yeah. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> uh. Yes, that's a uh, great stuff oh, there. And then. Is it a weird cop out how they just end it by they all start singing like Charlie Brown from the Christmas? Yeah, they sing the Charlie yeah, Brown. <laughs> and Santa's little helpers dancing like Snoopy. Yeah. And Millhouse's um uh Schrodinger. Yep. <laughs> that's that's a callback, Eric, to, to the Charlie Brown episodes. It is. It's great. Uh, well, that's uh, that's great. All right. Well, I will go ahead and give another one of Miranda's picks. Um, we're actually going to go a little bit um, ahead in the um, in the timeline. We've been talking a lot about the early 90s, but now we're actually going to go to uh, 2010 uh, because she had on uh, Treehouse of Horror episode um, 21. This, of course, from the 22nd season of The Simpsons from uh, November 7, 2010. Um, this had um, – the episodes uh, War and Pieces, which is basically a um, Jumanji parody where um, everything becomes like a live action, live uh, board game. And uh, Bart basically has to uh, survive it. It's um, survive everything. Um, it's called Satan's Path is the name of the game. And um, 
Bart has to survive it. Um, and the, the kicker is that um, they end up, he and Milhouse, they eventually do get through everything, and then they play uh, Hangman, which they end up losing because Milhouse guesses uh, three, which is not a letter. Um, and they end up getting uh, hanged in the end. Uh, then you had uh, Master and Cadaver, uh, which was a uh, parody of, uh, the, of Deadcom, where Homer and Marge go on a second honeymoon, and they meet up with this... Uh, Castaway named Roger, and just le- and the leads to a whole bunch of uh, craziness where uh, you know Homer eventually you know kills the kills Roger and uh you know just such crazy stuff. And of course uh, Hugh Laurie uh, guest stars as Roger, um, a good little uh, cast there. And then of course the last episode, the last one, uh, Tween Light, basically uh, their version of Twilight, um, where Lisa falls in love with uh, Edmund, who's played um, by. Uh, Funnily enough, Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. um, of course, uh, Harry Potter playing a uh, vampire, kind of interesting. Um, and eventually, um, <laughs> the end. The ending is the best part because uh, Homer basically sacrifices himself uh, to save Lisa by having uh, Dracula and Edmund um, feed on his uh, blood, and they end up dying because he has cholesterol, as uh, Homer says, not the good kind. <laughs> so, <laughs> and don't they don't they start turning like more yellow or like yes. more like. <laughs> Yeah, they like turn almost like green, and then they end yeah. up dying from it. So. <laughs> just eating all the cholesterol that's in Homer's blood. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Millhouse actually gets turned into a werepoodle from yeah. because of it. So, um, so again, one of those um, kind of later era um, treehouses of horror that um, has its kind of you know has its fans. Some probably think it's a weaker one. I know uh, Tweenlight has um, been regarded as a great um, little short there. Um, so I think, again, this is kind of one of those ones where if you continue to follow through the, um, through the years, this is one you will, uh, um, definitely like, um, uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about, uh, Treehouse of Fire episode 21? Um, no, no, I had not seen this episode. Uh, definitely was not watching the show in 2010. I, I do notice, uh, it's a, one of those Treehouse of Horror episodes that aired after Halloween, as is the case with, um. MLB uh, playoffs and uh, World Series on Fox. Mm. So, but no, it does sound um, uh, interesting enough. Or a piece of Perry Jumanji. Wow. In 2010. But uh, I'm giving it a, a, a look. You give it a looky loo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith? This is this is one of those it is one of those later seasons where uh, I like I said I think that after they had written the movie this came out after the movie right the movie was what 2000 2007 seven yeah so this is after the movie so I'll defend to the death anything after the movie I think that Tweenlight's great Tweenlight makes the whole show and on honestly I mean War and Pieces is great too Master Cadaver is good um, it's a good it's a good little segment but war and pieces is great tween lights fantastic i mean just the wear poodle and then the fact that they i always loved that i loved that they turned that edmund and dracula started turning another color by drinking homer's blood because it was just it just it makes me think of like like just when you see like people's blood that is like filled with cholesterol and just looks like shit and i'm just like they're just drinking all this shitty blood and then they have heart attacks right don't they have heart attacks yeah uh, i think so yeah well they end up like diabetic or something like that i love it it's just so good so yeah no i uh i love that yeah that's a great episode great 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 a great episode <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 
All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give uh, another one of my picks um, here, and I'm going to go back to the 90s uh, with uh, Treehouse of Horror number nine. This, of course, was from the 10th season uh, back in 1998. Um, right off the bat, you had a really uh, – they they turned their head on the uh, classic opening of the show because first you have uh, uh, Bark – Doing his uh, his chalkboard writing um, with bl- with uh, red paint uh, to basically you know simulate blood, and then at the uh, end there you have them doing their like their normal routine, but instead uh, Bart loses his balance on the skateboard, he breaks his neck. Um, Lisa trips over him, she flies off the bike into like the top of the garage, and then uh, Marge and Maggie end up crashing into Homer in, in the garage against the wall, and then, of course uh, in a nice little. Um, cameo there you have uh, freddy krueger and jason Voorhees uh sitting on the couch waiting for them and you have the great uh, robert england uh reprising freddy he's like i don't get it they should be here by now and jason's like yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> and they just decide to watch tv that's uh great um and then of course you have the um first you have uh, hell to pay where uh snake gets uh, executed mm. and uh homer ends up getting his hair transplanted as a transplant and um his hair the hair ends up taking over homer because he's gonna kill um Apu, Mo, and uh, Bart, who um, who witnesses crime that led to him getting um, executed. Um, so he get some pretty uh, gruesome deaths there. Like Apu gets shoved into the squishy machine, and um, uh, he, Homer takes um, the corkscrew and pulls Mo's heart out. Um, but then eventually Bart gets saved, and then they end up uh, killing them. They shoot the hair to death, and then um, and Maggie then kind of you know takes it as a almost like a pet. So. Um, that's a great episode. Then you have a uh, terror of tiny tune where Bart and Lisa get transported into the TV and they end up uh, right in the middle of an itchy, itchy and scratchy episode. And they, um, they laugh at it like they normally do. And then itchy scratchy basically join forces and chase after them uh, through various TV shows. At one point they actually go on to a, um, an episode of live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually um, they get out, you know, Homer mansions to get them out because they actually, um, uh, Bart had actually gotten some plutonium from Homer's toolbox to put mm. into the TV remote. That's how they got uh, sent into the TV to, in the first place. And then uh, Homer brings it back out. And Bart had gotten uh, chomped up by piranhas. So when they get pulled out, he's still in his skeleton form. <laughs> and then uh, Homer hits rewind to restore him. And then Itchy and Scratchy themselves get out, but they end up getting um, brought in as uh, pets. And Snowball 2 uh, falls in, or Scratchy falls in love with Snowball 2, so Marsh decides to get uh, Scratchy neutered, which uh, which uh, scares him to death. And then, it... <laughs> and then I think I think she puts um, doesn't she put Itchy in like a mouse cage with a wheel, and he's, yes. he's just like ends up running around the mouse cage. <laughs> yes, and then uh. and then yeah, and then of course you have uh, the Starship Poopers, where um, we would find yeah. out that Maggie was actually <laughs> the product of a. Uh, of an affair that Marge had with um, with Kang, mm-hmm. and, and Kang and Kodos come back so that Kang can bring bring Maggie back with him. And of course, they go on Jerry Springer uh, to <laughs> resolve this. And uh, oh god, that's such a great great appearance there by uh, Springer. Um, uh. Um, but yeah, this is a really fun episode. Um, some great um, great shorts there. That like I said, that opening sequence is one of the best. And um, just just such really good good stuff there kind of what kind of right as the way they were starting to because uh, as we've talked about you know this was kind of start, we're getting to where um many thought they were um hitting the, have hit their uh, were hitting their peak and uh the decline was going to start here shortly after this so um eric do you have anything else to say about uh treehouse of power number nine 
Um, no, it was certainly coming back to me. The uh, the snake uh, hell to pay one where Homer gets snakes uh, to pay, and I still remember that. And the ending part where uh, William shoots it the the bad hair day line, and everyone laughs like there's two murders. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is um, what 1998. Of course, is going to be a Springer parody. This is right in the wheelhouse of Springer, like his, his peakness. Uh, yeah, no, very much so. Uh, uh, yeah, so I don't remember anything about the middle part with the producing Kathy Lee. Like, it's just complete blank. And I was watching the show at this point, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Keith? Um, I, this is, yeah, the hell toupee is great. Uh, I just, re- like, when he's sleeping and the toupee is, like, moving into his brain and, like, wrapping it around. <laughs> I always love that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, that line at the end where there's been two murders. Like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but, uh, and, then, and then Marge gets the pun and she starts laughing about it. So, yeah. Um, the Terror Tiny Tune, that's, a, that's the parody of that. It's a, I don't know if, you, if either of you have ever seen the movie Stay Tuned with uh, John Ritter. I mean, it's, um, it's, oh, yeah. it's it, oh, so, and that's what that's a parody of. It's so good. So to me, it's, I laugh at that. I mean, and then Regis and Kathy Lee, just, that's so great that they had a, they cut in that live action sequence with the two of them. Um, and then of course the starship poopers, like just Maggie has the one tooth. It's just a fake. And then she's, <laughs> she's climbing on the ceiling and yeah, that's just a, and then I love how the sequence where, he brings Marge. They bring Marge up to the spaceship, and they they try to find the most seductive form of human inter human procreation. And does it end up like they're in the backseat of a car, and he just like scans her, and then he's like, "All right, we're done here. Look at the time." Like, I love that. It's just, and then he gets rid of her. So yeah, no, that's that's a great episode. Great episode. Yeah, I love how Homer does the um. The, this little piggy with uh, with her toes and her legs pop up. And she's like, oh, look, her baby legs came off. Yeah. <laughs> and, then she's, and then she's pressed the tentacles. Her baby legs come off. <laughs> and then and then by the time they get to the to Springer, inexplicably, her arms have come off as well. And they don't, they never explain that. So. No. And she's just, Marge is just making the outfits for her with all the tentacles. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. And, and I, I just love how at the end there, after Springer does his like final thought, Maggie then like smothers him, and then Kang and uh, Homer start fighting again. And then Marge is like, "I am so you know bleeping embarrassed." <laughs> <laughs> I also love how when they shoot the hair, it does like the the tragic dying sequence, <laughs> where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then it does the thing with the fist like it holds up part of it as a fist right. and it's like i'll get you <laughs> right yeah. yeah oh that that reminds me um low-key funny moment in um bart the, the dracula is after they kill uh, tra- uh burns the vampire like they think he's dead and he comes back quickly to say you're fired homer and yeah. turns with yes <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's great <laughs> i forgot about that Okay, uh, well, Eric, you have one episode left on your Mount Rushmore, so why don't you go ahead and give it to us? Uh, yes, my last one, and that'll be Treehouse of Horror 5. Uh, 5 from, uh, or no, did we talk about 5? I'm sorry, they're all started to break together. No, we haven't talked 5 yet. No, no, we haven't. Sorry. Uh, yes, from the sixth season, um, could be the best season of the show. That's that's going to start an argument. Um, around people, which is good, because you get engagement. Um, 
So if people com- comment in the post below when you post the episode, then that's all the better. Uh, but this, uh, it's a very funny one. It's obviously got uh, not the shining, but the the shining, uh, the the shining parody, the shining um, that has the the shining parody, uh, time and punishment, where Homer accidentally creates the time machine of toaster and nightmare cafeteria, which is uh, just you know like cannibalism craziness with kids. Like once again, stuff you can get away with in the nineties, probably not now. Um, very funny. The great running gag of Willie being killed in all, every sequence until it was just like, oh god, I'm not good at this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, great, just great, great lines through me from the first one from the shinning of um, Homer going crazy without TV uh, and beer and then like doing the extended bit of uh, Jack. He goes, uh, here's Johnny. David Lerman. And <laughs> I'm Mike Wallace. I'm, I'm yes. me, more, us and Andy Rooney. <laughs> and I want 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> with the with the t- with the little stopwatch dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um, very funny. Uh, Mo Mo as the bartender. Um, <laughs> who's like, come on, I'll give you a drink and kill you for a minute. So, but uh, yeah, they and like TV solves the problem. Willie has a powerful TV until they're forced to watch the Grammys, and then like they're they'll rise the urge slowly coming back. <laughs> well, um, don't forget they're all frozen in the uh, in the maze. <laughs> yeah, they all just decide to watch TV right there in the hedge maze. They're going back inside. For do they love TV that much? Uh. Um, but certainly, time and punishment is very. The, one of the most creative of the Trias of Horrors is Homer going back in time and like you know the whole butterfly effect, I guess of uh, you know, or not butterfly effect, but so, something similar, <laughs> like change something in the past or yeah, mm-hmm. the future and just so many different futures. Um, the one where there's no donuts until it, it, he freaks out and turns out there's a donut rain, stuff like that. <laughs> the Simpsons are rich. Uh, yeah. Um, Ned Flanders rules the world. Everyone has to be like Ned, and you get like brain implants. Mm. Yeah, all all good funny stuff. It's all right. It's all right, Homer. They let you get. They let you keep the piece they cut out. Yes. Oh, there you are, little guy. Hey, little guy. <laughs> oh, I always remember. Remember what your dad said on, on the night of your prom. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact proper place. <laughs> Such a bizarre. Remember what your father always said. <laughs> if you ever go back in time, don't chance anything. <laughs> well, then, well, then of course you got the uh, the all time greatest quote after uh, Maggie axes groundskeeper Willie. Then you hear in James Earl Jones's voice, "This is indeed a disturbing universe." <laughs> <laughs> like, nice callback to season two. <laughs> James Earl Jones comes back. Yeah. And then he mostly sets things right, and everyone his back except they have um amphibium tongues and he's like close enough <laughs> well i love how he he's he's out there and he's he just starts beating everything up with a bat because he's, <laughs> he's, he's so yeah. pissed he just starts beating everything and killing everything and then he sneezes and all the dinosaurs die <laughs> yeah once you've killed all the dinosaurs invertly by by uh, doing a common cold yeah <laughs> uh. 
Uh, yeah, the great series. I um, I had this on uh, this was on my list as well. This was my final one. Um, this might be probably the best one they've ever done. Like you said, um, the shiny parody is just like all timer. Um, you know, no TV and no beer make Homer something something. Or <laughs> goes go crazy. He's like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> it just goes absolutely batshit. Uh, it's so good. And then, like you said, you have the the running gag of Willie getting axed in each one to the point by the third one where he gets axed by Skinner. He's like, oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> just so 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 good. Yeah, I I think I feel like Nightmare Cafeteria. You know gets forgotten about i mean because because obviously the shiny's great and then time of punishment's really good um but yeah just the fact that they you know start killing all the kids and start um serving them up as food is so dark um and then of course the um you got the ending where uh where bart you know that last one ends up being a nightmare from bart and they all in his room and then um that fog seeps in that turns people inside out and homer like you know cusses out like you know the whatever it is and then like they all just like turn inside out and then they start dancing it's like all the blood's you know flying around it's just oh it's just and apparent apparently um the reason um they you know this episode was because apparently um then showrunner david merkin uh, said that he was disappointed because of all the complaints um, Congress was getting regarding to the uh, violence in the show. So he basically just said, you know what, let's just go all out with this and just see how much we can get away with. Oh, that's funny. No, it doesn't surprise me if you heard about David Merkin. He, he's a dude who just wants to push the boundaries of what you can do on TV. Like he ran Noon Heart during like those later years when it got really weird. <laughs> and um, he created uh, Gale Life with uh, Chris Elliott, the short-lived sitcom he had. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yes. And also apparently did Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's okay. the director of that. Oh, all right. Um, guys got quite the pedigree. And two very good seasons of The Simpsons under his watch. Hmm. Five and six, so. Uh, yeah, I guess that the song is from a chorus line they do at the end. Yes. I've never seen a course line, but that's very good song. <laughs> I actually was looking at the I was looking at season six and you're not wrong with it being uh you know, probably one of the best seasons of of The Simpsons. I mean, there's a lot of great shit in that se- in that whole season, so um, I would say you're not wrong. Yeah. And of course you got the infamous critic crossover. I mean Star is burned, so that's a Oh yeah. The whole show classic in my mind. It stinks. It stinks. Yes, we know it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, Keith, do you have anything else to say about uh, Treehouse of Horror number five? Uh, no, you, I mean, that's you could tell with the two of with 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 you guys loving it. I mean, you said everything. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that's 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 that was on an honorable mention for me. Um, but. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that shining, the shining. That's such a good. Oh God, it's so good. And then even just the one. You could say there's a little bit of Uter in all of us. <laughs> yes. That that last sequence is after the first two or so Homer heavy. Like it's very good because it's just really a skitter showcase. Yeah. Of how far he's willing to fall and descent into cannibalism. Well, and then I love that Willie dies with the same the same way in all three skits. With like an axe to the back. Axe to the back, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. Yes, I believe I'm gonna do what you've always said over the years. I'm gonna eat your shorts. 
Oh, good. <laughs> uh, cannibalism. <laughs> Always good for a laugh. <laughs> All right, well, Keith, you've got one entry left on your Mount Rushmore, so why don't you go ahead and give it to us? I do. So this is a somewhat of a recent episode, recent in the fact that it's within the last 10 years. Uh, it's from season 25. It is Treehouse of Horror 24. Um, this is on my list mostly for the opening sequence, um, and I'm sure everybody remembers it's the it's the one that Guillermo del Toro directed or conceived or whatever and it's the mashup of all the horror movies and science fiction films um you can you can see it on youtube it's like it's it's a it's just the opening sequence but it's so good um it's it's really like it's, it's amazing like the way that they just the way they took the characters and turned them into uh just the various characters from you know homer's a homer has the 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 uh, control rod hits him and he turns into a vampire from Blade 2. And then uh, Carl turns into Blade and he starts chasing him. Um, they have a sequence with uh, Hellboy where I think, um, I want to say, is it Groundskeeper Willie? Yeah, because he's raking the leaves when Bard comes out of the school and he's Hellboy. And then when on the leaves jump and... I guess it's Barney is like the 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 German Nazi that Hellboy fights in the first movie. So I mean, it's just a it's it's an it's an awesome opening sequence and it's so good. Um, so I would highly recommend anybody checking it out on YouTube if you've never seen it. Um, I mean, as far as the segments, they have oh the places you'll go. Uh, that's a Dr. Seuss version of it, and that's just a good one with it's like trick or treating and. They're not able, and and they do it in a style of like Dr. Seuss, which is great. So, uh, and I love that. I love that all together with just how they they inter- interacted. Like Homer shows up as the fat in the hat, <laughs> you know. So he comes <laughs> in, and I thought that was always good. Um, <clears throat> they do dead and shoulders, which is which is Bart and Lisa have. Uh, Bart's head is surgically attached to Lisa's body and so the two of them are going around with that and so that's really I love that because that's that's I think uh that's I think a, a, a spoof from um an old movie back in like the 70s the thing with two heads which I think is great um and then it ends with freaks no geeks and so it's the one of like they're it's like a freak show and they have it in that style of like 1930 so it has like that kind of um uh, it's like, a, I guess, what, like a, a gray filter or something on the screen. So I love that. I mean, overall, I mean, in my opinion, it's it's on this list because of the opening. Uh, but the, it's not like the three segments are bad segments. It's it's great writing. It's it's really funny. Uh, but like I said, it's on here mostly because of the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one I've I've been trying recently to kind of, kind of catch all the uh, all the Treehouse of Horror episodes because it is you know Halloween and I do remember watching this one and like you said that opening sequence just is so insane and just so well done and um, you know props to them for bringing in uh, Guillermo del Toro to um, to do that um, I do like the open the first the um, the all oh, the all the, oh, the places you'll do because um, I've always liked Doctor Seuss so just seeing that in that style I think is really cool and just the fact that they went out of their way to do a whole like song for that sec of like you know the fat in the hat doing all these different things and it just ends with um fluffle side um, I think it's just really funny um, and then yeah. the, the other two are um are you know fine for what what they were. Um, like you said, I think this is one where I think if a lot of people do remember it, it's basically for that opening sequence. Um, uh, Eric, do you have anything else to say about uh, Treehouse of Horror number 24? 
No, no, I've uh, never seen this one, but it certainly sounds very interesting, especially the Guillermo del Toro uh, opening sequence. So I would most definitely check it out. Um, yeah, and definitely the uh, all the places you'll go. Um, I mean, I should see like a Dr. Seuss type of uh, stuff. Uh, um, Treehouse of Horror. That sounds intriguing. I just like that he's the, he's the fat in the hat. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so and, Mag- and Maggie's uh, Cindy, like Cindy Lou Who, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Miranda is the only one that had anything left um, on her list, so I will go ahead and deliver that. So she picked um, from 2019, uh, Trias of 30. Of course, this is from the uh, 31st season of The Simpsons. So I think, obviously, just the fact that it was the 30th one, I think, um, gets a little uh, nod here. Because I actually did have it as one of my honorable mentions. Um, you have the uh, the great opening uh, segment where uh, it's basically parodying, parodying the omen, where they're trying to um, exercise the demon from uh, from Maggie. And um, they show that the, uh, the mark of the beast that's on her head is the Mickey Mouse logo, basically um, – you know, aping the uh, recent acquisition of Fox from Disney, um, which <laughs> that was funny. Uh, then, of course, for the segments, you got um, Danger Things, which is basically their um, their Stranger Things parody, mm-hmm. um, where Le- uh, Lisa is um, eleven, and they're basically kind of going through um, you know through that. And I love how a comic book guy at one point is like, "It looks like someone hasn't watched season three <laughs> before he gets um, devoured by one of those creatures." I thought I always thought that was a funny episode, funny um, bit there. Um, then you have uh, Heaven Swipes Right, which is a parody of um, the film Heaven Can Wait, where uh, uh, Homer, Homer uh, ends up um, choking on a hot dog. He goes to um, to heaven, but then he doesn't get the pun of the greeter, so he ends up getting sent to hell. Um, and that uh, just leads to some very, um, very funny stuff there. Um, then, of course, you have um, When Harry Met, or Harry Met Slimy, which is basically a uh, parody of The Shape of Water. Um, where Selma falls in love with Kang, and um, they go through all of that. So that's um, I, I actually haven't uh, seen The Shape of Water myself. I think that's definitely a uh, interesting uh, film that they uh, that they parodied. So um, kudos to them for doing that. And then they ended it with a um, collage of uh, the previous uh, Treehouses of Treehouse of Horror episodes, obviously because again it was the um, the thirtieth one. So. Again, kind of one of those ones where if you haven't um, been watching the more recent seasons, um, you probably have missed this one. Um, but as it is, I think it was a nice little um, like nod to their to their past. Like you, you know, the fact that they made it to thirty um, Treehouses of Horror again, kind of you know poking fun of their um, some of their you know their acquisition of Fox and um, given you know some of the uh, the topics they talked about, like I said, Stranger Things and The Shape of Water, I thought very topical um, picks here. So good choice there by Miranda. Um, Keith, do you have anything to say about Treehouse of Horror number 30? Uh, I mean, it's it, it, it you kind of said it with it's it's they're poking fun. The opening when they poke fun at, at Disney and, you know, buying out Fox is pretty funny. Uh, they went the danger things. Yeah, but the being a Stranger Things parody, it's kind of. They're hitting it because it's it's the it was the hot show at the time. Um, however, I think that the I would love to see them do an actual Heaven Can Wait like real parody episode 
you know, where, I mean, I know it wouldn't probably fit in anything other than this, but I mean, it would be, I mean, Heaven Can Wait's a great movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a great movie. And I would love to see them do something like that, where maybe like, maybe they got to take somebody that can die that they can write off. So maybe, um, who's the guy that's always with grandpa in the old age home? Oh, um, Jasper. Yeah. yeah, Jas like have Jasper die, but Which have him inherit like alive. have him inherit the body of like a younger like person that like goes to the school now or something. I think it would be funny. Um so but no, I I, I yeah, I like that episode. It's but you're right though, it's like it's one of those things where if you've been watching them all along, if you've been keeping up with the seasons, it fits in that. Um but it's a good episode nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Eric. Um it's been a while since I've seen um, Heaven Can Wait, but I have seen Chris Rock essentially remake that movie as Down to Earth in oh, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely is a, a gutsy move to remake almost a four year old movie for your Treehouse of Horror episode, but if you, <laughs> if you can do it well, then like uh, credits. Uh, certainly, I, I've seen bits and pieces of this, uh, certainly doing a Stranger Things parody you're on point with that and taking when you're allowed to take swipes at the Disney purchasing Fox deal. I don't think they're allowed to so much anymore. Like uh, I'm going to support that. Mm-hmm. So, not, not much else more. I could say it's a uh, Florida Simpsons. I just it's, uh, kind of out of the loop. It's no, it's expected to last 34 years, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think anybody when we were talking about that very first one, I don't think anybody even then expected that it would go as long as it did. So, you know, yeah. props to them. If you end up posting a future episode on best Simpson seasons, oh my God, it's gonna be a three-hour podcast, probably. Oh, yeah, oh <laughs> God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, that will uh, conclude everybody's list. So let's now go ahead and talk about honorable mentions. Um, I'll go ahead and start. So I did have. Um, I had uh, number four, three on mine, um, as well as um, 30 as well. Uh, some of the other ones I had that we haven't mentioned yet, I had um, number seven from the eighth season uh, from 1996. Uh, this had um, The Thing and I, where uh, mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa discover that Bart had a, uh, a twin named Hugo, uh, who is um, in the base, you know, uh, living in the attic. And at one point, uh, Hugo wants to... Um, reattach himself to Bart, um, but gets stopped. But then, but then, uh, when Dr. Hibbert arrives, they realize that, um, I guess, you know, they, their feature was like a scar on each side. And then they realize that, um, it turns out Bart was the evil one the whole time. And Bart's like, eh, I mean, how can we not have seen this coming? <laughs> and, then, and then they end up switching out. Like Hugo goes down in the home to live with them and Bart's up in the attic now. So, uh, nice little touch there. Then you had, um, the Genesis tub where, um, <laughs> where Lisa loses her tooth and um, and basically um, at one point I think it gets like electrocuted and then basically creates its own like little society that ends up um, beaming her down um, to it and um, uh, Bart ends up stealing it and um, passing it off as like his own project and he ends up winning the the um, the science fair mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a nice little um, not uh, touch there and then of course you had um, Citizen Kang. Where uh, Kang and Kodos basically um, uh, kidnap uh, Bill Clinton and Bob Dole to take their places um, to run for president and basically rule the world. 
And um, the best part is that Homer, you know, finds the ship and tries to save them. And he ends up eject, uh, ejecting them in the space <laughs> accidentally. And they <laughs> asphyxiate to death. And then eventually, um, I think it's um, Kang that ends up winning. And he ends up, you know, they have uh, the population, the American population building a death ray. And Homer's like, oh, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> so, <laughs> great, um, great kind of uh, little episode there. And then. I did want to mention um I didn't have it fully on my list um because I while well, the um the shorts were good um I remember mostly of um number eight uh, from season nine uh, from ninety seven uh, the great opening there with the censor uh, saying that he's going to you know that they've uh, scoured the up ep- you know looked over the episode it's going to be you know family friendly and they've rated the TVG. And then the um, the rating like takes out a cutlass and just stabs the guy repeatedly, <laughs> as he as the rating goes up it goes like the PG and then the fourteen and then the MA and then twenty one and then six six six, which is just such a which is just great. So I just wanted to um mention that because um like I said the episode itself is um the shorts are good but I think I just remember that episode mainly for that opening sequence. Um, I also had from. Uh, 2002, I believe. Uh, yes, episode um 13, uh, from the 14th episode. Uh, this one you had um the Sen and the clones where uh, Homer has the hammock, which um creates a clone of himself. Um, and um the only difference to be is that each clone he makes is like slightly dumber. Plus, they don't have a belly button. <laughs> and they eventually get so they um they like they steal the hammock themselves and make them like a thousands of them and they eventually get, get rid of them all by uh, flying giant donuts to Springfield Gorge and they all fall you know all the homers fall in and they find out that the real homer had fallen in with them and it's one of the clones that's now living with them and uh Marge gets uh, upset by that until uh, the homer the uh, the clone gives her a background and she's like oh, I'll get used to this <laughs> which is great and then you had um the frights to creep and scare harms where Lisa um uh, inspired by uh, William H. Uh, Bonney, um, basically goes on a gun control crusade, and then that leaves um, that leads to all these like infamous outlaws coming back from the dead and take over the town themselves, uh, <laughs> which is a interesting little um, kind of bit there. And then the last one, of course, um, the island of Doctor Hibbert, where they all go to um, Doctor Hibbert's island. He turns them all into different um, animal hybrids, mm. which is just like really. Um, kind of you know kind of creepy um excuse me but it's just you know really you know really insane but really um fun there i think that's a really um kind of hidden um not hidden gem but a fun little episode there um i also had on my uh honorable mentions um episode 15 uh from the 16th season in uh 2004 um this had um let me see they, they opened the sequence where they did like a little king and kodos um sitcom um that, that was uh that i thought was kind of that i thought was pretty funny then they did um you have the ned zone where um ned has these like pro- prophecies of um all these people dying and he eventually uh gets to a point where uh homer as um he vi- envisions homer destroying the town at the nuclear plant so he has to kill him to stop it but then homer's tongue hits the button anyway and destroys the whole town <laughs> which is uh <laughs> which is just which is really good and then then you had um four beheadings and a funeral which is a uh uh it's a parody from uh, of uh from hell 
um, it's basically um, Jack the, uh, Jack the Ripper. I, I kind of equated to almost like Sherlock Holmes, where Lisa is uh, is a uh, Sherlock, mm-hmm. and um, they basically go her and uh, Bart, who's her assistant, go through, and they have to find out who's uh, killing all these um, these prostitutes, uh, which is a uh, kind of a good, which I think is a nice little uh, fun episode there. And then you have um, in the belly of the boss, where um, where um, let me see, sorry, let me see this here. So uh, they end up. Um, Maggie ends up going inside a giant pill that gets uh, shrunken and eaten by Mr. Burns. So they have to go with Professor Frank in his like, you know, ship and go into Burns' body to find to find her. So uh, that's another kind of one of those uh, weird um, but interesting uh, episode um, shorts there that I think kind of complements the episode. And then the uh, last one I had was from 2008. It is uh, episode number um, 18 from the 19th season. Uh, this one had uh, this one has uh, Marge doing her uh, opening sequence where she's kind of doing her little Halloween thing with like all the different um, Fox uh, pop up sh- uh, pop ups for like sh- their show previews around and she and she like you know kills them all in various ways, um, which <laughs> I thought was interesting. Uh, then you had um, you have E T go home where basically it's their uh, parody of E T where uh, Kodos is um, is basically E T. And it ends up leading to a um, invasion of their um, of the aliens, and um, but they end up getting uh, destroyed at the end. So, uh, very uh, you know different turn from what ET ended up being. Uh, then you have Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, which is basically a Mr. and Mrs. Smith parody with Homer and Marge in those roles, um, which was uh, which was again really um, really good. And then finally you had Heck House, where uh, the boys are basically um, brought into this. Um, uh, to this uh, house by Ned, and basically um, he tries to scare them by showing off these different um, various ways uh, people die by the seven uh, seven deadly sins. Um, just again, a lot of uh, bizarre and uh, creepy deaths there. So, um, so those are the ones I had. Um, again, kind of those um, earlier ones. I think a lot more memorable than the ones from like the mid two thousands. Um, but still, I think they all have their own little um, charm about them, and um, definitely um are very well remembered in terms of the treehouse of horror series is um keith do you have any other episodes that um you want to talk about as honorable mentions or talk about the ones i talked about sure um i also had the treehouse of horror seven um <clears throat> i love the the citizen kang there's a lot of so many good memorable quotes in that one you know just the uh, some miniature abortions for some, miniature flags for others, <laughs> and it's everybody goes crazy. <laughs> and then, uh, Mr. President, uh, where people are having problems with you walking around holding your opponent's hand. If you'd like to figure out a way to exchange long protein strings, you let me know. <laughs> like, there's just a <laughs> lot of good quotes in that one. Uh, the Genesis Tub is a great. That's a great. That's a great skit. I love that one. And then, yeah, of course, with the thing and I and. Siamese twins. I think they like to be called conjoined twins, and hillbillies want to be called sons of the soil, but that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> like it's just such a, <laughs> so many great lines in those movies and those uh, skits. I love them. Um, and then the other one I had was um, it was Treehouse of Horror twenty, uh, which is uh, it's got the dial M for murder or press pound to return to main menu. Uh, <laughs> it has don't have a cow, mankind. And then there's no business like Mo business. And I like uh, the dial M f- 
dial in for murder or press for pound return. That's the strangers on a train spoof, which is it's good, but it's not the best of the three. I think the I personally like there's no business like Mo business because it's the Sweeney Todd spoof where like Homer falls into the he falls into Mo's like distillery and his blood is what makes the beer good and and everybody and, and then he and then Mo ends up like you know sweet talking Marge to get together and everything so I like that and then the don't have a cow mankind that's the one where Krusty introduces the new version of the burger it's burger squared which is made from cattle that have eaten other cattle <laughs> so it's like <laughs> mass cow disease it's kind of another zombie spoof uh, but the thing I love about that is that Bart is the cure. And so they have all the people at the end and he's sitting in a tub and he's basically making himself like a soup. <laughs> and then everybody has to come and drink the soup and then they get the cure. So I love that one. That's that's an honorable mention on there for me. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. Um, like that one there. Um because I like what, what I like the best about that um, that first one, the dialing for murder uh, was the having it in black and white, I think really. um made it yes. um, made yes. it definitely a great it, you know kind of fit the um the tone of uh, of what they were going for mm-hmm. um eric do you have any other honorable mentions that we haven't talked about yet um yes well we already talked about treehouse horror six but i also have treehouse of four uh two which obviously um features the infamous monkey's paw um short that starts where the the simpsons get the monkey paw and they uh Lisa wished for world peace, which is obviously very selfish of her. Uh, <laughs> uh, invading. They all get rid of all their weapons, and then King Coast decides perfect time for aviation. Um, Bart asks that they get for them to be rich, and it's just a nice chance for them to poke fun at themselves, and this the show is very popular at the time, so they're being merchandised all over the place. Uh, was it a Homer Marge or in in the show universe are selling like uh hawaiian songs yes it's like man smart woman is smarter i think it's what it is yeah. man smart woman <laughs> smarter i right, something like that um and maggie gets a a new pacifier but it looks is it gold one or is it just the same it just comes i think in. it's just the same one yeah this comes in a nice limo uh which obviously has like uh what is it the whole thing all right, I'll make a wish that can't possibly backfire. I wish for a turkey sandwich on rye bread with mustard. I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself or any other weird surprises. You got that. <laughs> and then there was the bread's a little dry. And I say freaks. No, the turkey, the turkey was dry. Oh, the turkey, the turkey, was, turkey was a little dry. <laughs> so turkey, turkey was a little dry. <laughs> yes. So that's a fun one. And it's obviously also got... Um, the obvious um, Bart having uh, the superpowers, which is based on that Twilight Zone uh, episode. Mm. Yeah, ours he reads everyone's mind. I think that's uh, that's funny enough. Um, Homer turning to a giant jack o' lantern or Jack in the Box, <laughs> and, and having to go to therapy with Doctor Marvel Moreau. <laughs> a few appearances in the show. Um, that's good enough, but certainly the kicker is uh, uh, Mr. Smur- Mr. Burns taking Homer's uh, brain playing into the giant robot. He wants to eliminate the workforce. He takes out his brain and goes, look at me, I'm Davy Crockett. <laughs> so, that that's a pretty funny one. You guys remember that. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, the best the 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 first one, the best part about it is like after they use their wishes, he then gives to Paul them to Ned, and like everything he does ends up being you know good thing. Like he first gets rid of you know the aliens, the best like Kang's like first chasing Kang's first chasing him with a slingshot, and then Ned's like, well, I, I guess my first wish is to get rid of those awful aliens, and then Kang runs away. He's like, ah, oh, he's got a board with a nail in it. <laughs> <laughs> big, they'll build a bigger board with a bigger nail until they destroy themselves. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, in the second one where um, Bart's um, the Homer's watching the football game and Bart's like, I want to watch Krusty, and Homer's like, I got fifty bucks on this game, I have to watch it. And then Bart just makes him disappear, and he has him turn into the football, and he he bounces off the goalpost, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the announcer's like, um, but you know, it's like, oh, the kick's no good, but you know what we say, it's good that Bart did that, it's very good. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, the, the last one where uh, he puts yeah he puts the brain in um in the robot and then the robot's like even la- just as lazy as Homer was. <laughs> uh, and then of course at the end there you know you think it's all a nightmare but then uh, Homer wakes up and he has Mr. Burns's head attached to him. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. That's that's good stuff. Good and stuff. they actually have a wrap around that like Homer, uh, Bart and Lisa all eat candy too much and they have nightmares. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, and then they come they come home at the beginning there like and um Lisa's got that like big dressed up in like, like that big totem. Yes. <laughs> uh what is Bart dressed as? I think it was an executioner. Probably, yes. Because the, the next year he's dressed like Alex from um Corporal Orange. Yes. So Yeah, a good episode. A nice solid um second episode, but obviously it's I think the next two, three, and four just really top it, go harder, and funnier. But these, yeah, these are all very, you know, even like if you like a whole episode, like even one is these like very memorable and worth being like an honorable mention. So. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, that will uh, wrap things up. Uh, lots of great, uh, good stuff there, guys. Um, lots of uh, great episodes we talked about, not only from the Treehouse of Horror, but from our uh, first half with all those great um, TV specials and episodes from our other shows. Um, lots of great stuff here. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up here. But before we do, let's go around the horn and see where everybody can find you on social media and uh, what other podcasts you might have going on. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you. Um. Well, I'm getting back in the podcast game after being out of it for a while. There's a uh, 14 previous episodes of Blockbuster Rewind in the archives on PlaceVNation uh, dot com. So, but I did. Um, I I presuming this might be out first, but I did do an episode of uh, uh, You Heard of Pluto. You heard about Pluto with uh, Jenny Smith, uh, and we talked about the old uh, Unsolved Mystery series. So that should be out soon. Uh, on the Jane position uh, feed as far as our self connection. And you can find me pretty much on Twitter, um, Eric Eels1, E R I C E E L L S1. So, and I hope you potty more in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll definitely make sure to check out that. Uh that episode and i'll check out make sure to check out everything at the uh, jenny position over there at the north south connection uh keith what about you uh so you can always catch me on gfa live with pete um he believe that's on you can find him on soundcloud apple podcast spotify or any other kind of podcast app 
Uh, also, I was on the Place to Be podcast, uh, episode 611, and that was the Saturday Night's Main Event episode um, from August of 2008, and that was a fun time. Um, I had a blast with those guys, and, and Jenny was on that as well. And the Jenny position on a North-South Connection, I'm on Freak Out Drive-In, an episode of Freak Out Drive-In this month. I'll be with her. And also, as I said before, I was on the last, and, and you, Steve, I was on the last episode of Making Mount Rushmore. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, if they haven't already, you know, we did 2000 comedies, 2000 action movies. It was a hell of a fun time. Um, I had a blast, which is why I begged you to be on this show. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and anybody can reach me on Twitter at Flounder824. And, uh, you know, I'm also, you could find me on Facebook if you look up my name, you know, and then, uh, but Flounder824 is mostly where I hang out on Twitter. So please feel free to at me if you want or tweet to me or whatever you want to twaddle or twiddle or whatever it is. Feel free. <laughs> yeah, um, lots of yeah, good stuff there. Um, as for Miranda, uh, you can usually find her over on this very feed of uh, the Pop Experience. Uh, she has a couple of shows going on. She has Bells with Books uh, where her and Bianca basically go through some of their favorite um, books um, lots of good uh, choices there that they have on the few uh, episodes that, they, that they've done so far. So check that out. And, of course, she also has uh, the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Muppetational podcast with Andy Atherton, where they are going through the um, through the Muppet show. Uh, they will also be hitting all the Muppet films as well. So key to you to check that out. And um, as well, she, of course, along with myself and Andy, and Andy, uh, co-host Pop Goes the Classics, where we are going through all of the Disney animated films. Uh, this month, we looked at The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was a really uh, good movie, uh, one I enjoyed doing. So next month, we, of course, will be touching Hercules um, as we continue our trek through the uh, kind of later half of the Disney Renaissance. And as for me, um, as I said, you know, Pop Goes the Classics, um, this show here. And then you can also find me over on the PTB Wrestling feed, where myself and James Grunberg have Extreme Resurrection, where we are going through the uh, WWE revived uh, version of ECW. Uh, we are currently into the uh, beginning of 2007. We have just touched on the uh, two episodes um, before and after the Royal Rumble. Uh, so we are now continuing the uh, our trek to, to um, WrestleMania 23 as we have now officially kind of kicked off the ECW Originals New Breed feud. Uh, so lots of uh, interesting stuff to come here in those uh, those coming episodes. So be on the lookout for that. And be sure to check out everything here on the um, here on the Pop Experience as well as the Wrestling Feed. Uh, be sure to also follow us on Stream Lounge. Uh, lots of great uh, stuff going on there. Andy, of course, has uh, his... Uh, episodes going on there where he is looking at the uh, mcu for blockbuster rewatch and also all the uh, pixar films for uh, laugh in theater uh, so be sure to uh, follow the, follow along with that uh, lots of good stuff going on there and you can also find me over on the ptb facebook page uh, lots of great um, stuff going on over there great discussions um, tournaments that we do periodically um, just uh, lots of great stuff even if you want to you know get in on the action you know just let us know and we'll send you and we'll send you an invite to come in so uh, with that said uh, guys I want to thank you both for coming on this has been a lot of fun to do uh, lots of uh, like I said two great um, topics to talk about and um, we will get to see you in the next time so for Eric Eels Keith Langston and Miranda Berthold. I am Steve Riddle. This has been Mickey Mount Rushmore here on the PTB Pop Experience. And on behalf of all of us, we want to wish you a very happy, safe, and scary Halloween.